0: the blues on the street parades complete and Gloria is the new queen you can't forsake the team in last place as they sang the Bruins to sleep my memory is scummy what's this podcast that I'm in man last season's out again and Prink is back in Hey Pierre, what's wrong? What's going on? No team's gonna cut you a deal. Mitch said, hey Austin, you're awesome. Drop your pants and shocked them. Now score like your game's freaking near. I'm friggin' believable. Sen's got no stars or snipers, but it's best draft in years. At least fans can't
1: sleep easy, because here comes Lafreniere. Greetings and salutations, and welcome to Season 2, Episode 17 of the Rink Moose oh. Hockey Podcast, podcast where two good pals get together oh. and discuss all things NHL and their implications in the fantasy hockey universe. universe. I am one of your hosts, as always, Nick Costew, along with... Kyle, nice, and making his return to the episode, our technical expert here tonight. Oh, <laughs> Michael Robson. Michael, how are you doing on this fine evening?
2: Excellent, excellent. I'm happy to be here providing tech support and some hockey opinions <laughs> as we make our way through this mock draft.
1: You, you have officially eclipsed Dante Del Fico as our technical guy. Am I right, da- <laughs> Am I right there, Kyle?
0: Uh, I think what's more right is Nick has gone in deeper into the cavern of tech savvy uh, warlock, and uh, and Michael yeah. is thankfully here to save us. So that's good. <laughs> yeah. And another thing I'll say about Michael is Michael, if if there's I've learned anything, and we've we've been to a bunch of OHL games together, he's the fucking Dumbledore of scouting. This guy is un- <laughs> friggin' real when it comes to project projecting talent. So. You guys are in for a show, man. Like, if the NHL scouts are watching this, I'd, uh, I'd, get, I'd get this video going on in the room, in the scouting room right now. Yeah,
2: I'm excited to change some scouts' minds with, uh, with my projections <laughs> here.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then and me and Nick will just pipe up with our amateur opinions, and then <laughs> we'll get a good yeah, mix of everything. Hour.
1: Yeah, but I mean, I guess if you, if you didn't catch on there, I mean, this is, of course, our draft preview show our mock draft where if you want to look at our rankings you can go back to our episode we did over the summer um but this is the one where we're actually going to be doing a mock draft as, as we are days away from the nhl entry draft the the draft kyle's been
0: waiting two and a half years for finally oh can i ask a question oh yeah i got i gotta make a statement since you already mentioned it we did those draft rankings prior about, you know, like you said, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, my draft ranking list, this is not what this is, but my draft ranking list has certainly changed, even though the players haven't really been playing that much. Is that fair? Is that fair for so me can to say? We fi-
1: so where can we find this? Is this uh, on the
0: Twitter? Where is this? No, I, I, I may publish it. I may publish it. I may. You can't say you have a list
1: and then not publish it. Like otherwise, what's the point of the list? No.
0: Well, I haven't actually made the list, but I know it's different. How about that? Because my opinions have changed. Because I've dug a little deeper. I've listened a little harder. You know. So I'm just claiming that kind of immunity.
1: So you're showboating, but you're not. You're (laughs) in fear of destroying your uh, your image online. You're not going to publish this.
0: No, I see how it is. What I'm, what I'm doing is I'm tearing down the credibility of my previous work. That's a humble way of going about it.
1: Okay. So
0: my previous my old, work, my you old... can throw away.
1: Yeah, exactly. So it's a win-win for you. That yes. if, if, if your last list sucks, then you can always say you made some revisions yeah. and we have nothing to compare your new list to. Correct. So you're like Bob McKenzie. You're like, you're flexing, but you refuse to do predictions and anything like
0: that. Yes, I'm the Bob father. And Pierre is the same okay. way. He, he won't dabble in these lists. But no. he's always shooting his opinion off. Yeah. <laughs> Pierre
1: refuses to do draft advice for the record. Like he does, he does not give
0: predictions about the draft. But he's always in on prospect talk. Always on the radio.
1: I know, but he refuses to say, oh, they're taking this guy. They're taking this guy. So I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean I mean, Pierre has always said There's two important de- The two most important days in the NHL schedule The day the Stanley Cup is awarded And the NHL draft Ooh. This year, they are literally like a week between each other So we had the former a few days ago we're not going to talk about that. You can you can listen to other people analyze that. We're 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 above that.
0: Oh my god! He, he's uh, so salty about Cooper. But the
1: but I, the latter the latter is fine. So uh, so we're going to do our draft show.
0: No, I I agree. I think the, the, the cop's been talked about. You know, I, I predicted it would blow over by, by Thursday, which is today. And uh, I think for the most part, people are still just, you know, it's celebration videos and whatnot. But, uh, but yeah, I, I'm past it. And I'm very well, excited tell me, for the next tell me this,
1: here. Tell me this, because I'm never going to watch the celebration. Was it awkward that there were no fans in the arena? Or was it the uh, same as usual?
0: You no, know, uh, I think it was the same, because sometimes you have the away Stanley Cup wins, the team wins in the opposing team's building, and it's sort of similar. It was like that. It, it felt a little like mm. that. Okay. So it, yeah and and that usually doesn't take away too much. So you're just focusing on the guys and and the emotion. So yeah, not bad. And who also, gave
1: the best Go on.
2: I right, I just don't I don't think the storylines for this year were as good as last year, right? Like last year you have mm. St. Louis climbing from the bottom of the league to to win it all and this this year the team that was expected to win it from day one walked away with it. So
0: Yeah. No, I agree. It's not the Cinderella story, but uh, for a lot of people, and I'm not in this camp, but for a lot of people, they'll say every so often you need the best team to win to keep the credibility of like, Oh, why are we getting all the best players? Why are we like this great team if we don't win every so often? So I, I like that perspective, but I'm quite salty. They won as well personally.
1: And, and what, it does salty. Was there any individual after the game when they interviewed him? You were like, "Man, I feel good for that guy." Like, did uh, anyone give a heart wrenching speech?
0: Mm, I don't or was know. it characterless? Like, I, I didn't see. Too, I didn't. I didn't get too much out of that. No. Yeah, it was. Okay. It was pretty cut and dry, like typical stuff. Okay. No, nothing really like gripped me. But you know what? Nothing's really gripped me in a while the, with these celebrations. You know. Trying to think, but I I could be wrong. So there not could be not good
1: not, not even not even Jamie Ben speechless at
0: the podium got you? That was my that was my favorite moment. That was like that was the <laughs> best interview of, of them all. It was like two minute interview, and 90% of it was silence. <laughs> it's like that's great stuff, man. But but who
1: who who's to say that wouldn't be us?
0: Yeah. You're right. You're when locked nine finals.
1: weeks in this hotel and you got dick all to show for it.
0: I know, I know. That's got to be a gut-wrenching feeling. Yeah, that was cool. Oh, uh, di- did you see Cooper and all the boys with their cigars and acting like total dicks?
1: Again, I, I didn't see any Tampa <laughs> images, so okay. I, I refrained. This wow. is all
0: whatever you're describing. I'm just wow. going to say
1: you never describe. Never happened.
0: Wow. Okay. Yeah. No. I, I could send you. A, I could send you a little video clip that would send you up. Yeah. The wall. No thanks yeah Yeah, it'll come it'll come (laughs) it'll come um okay but yeah with that said
1: to the fun to the fun stuff yeah i have uh i have my legal pad here with nick's official official mock draft this is this is exclusive premium content in this notebook so i'm sure you guys have the same and we're gonna get right into things so uh who wants who wants to go first and how do you want to do this kyle like uh, is it we're just gonna go one and then two and then we're just gonna work our way up
0: uh yeah yeah start at like we'll all say our one, number one and then we'll yeah just go from there I, I didn't really think of that i think uh i think yeah just a simple way simple method is, is probably best at this point
1: And yeah, full disclosure, like I, I, this was a harder exercise than I thought. Like when, when I told Kyle to do this, he, you did it in like an hour. I I spent a good, like six hours on this.
0: Okay. Funny story. I did it in like 20 minutes and then I, and then I looked at it again today. I reviewed it and I was like, I have to change so much. Like my, my first, my first rendition was very off the cuff. It was very like, this is just what I feel. I did a tiny, tiny bit of research, but then when I looked at it again today, I I wasn't comfortable. I just was not comfortable bringing this to the world. So I I revised it. I spent a bit more time than you think.
2: I think it's uh it's tough to be comfortable with anything in this draft because really any pick from, I think six through 20, you're, you're going to get a great player. Mm-hmm. After that, it becomes a little bit more hit, or, hit and miss, but the first 20 picks of this draft are really hard to sort out.
0: Yes.
1: But, but see, so much of this predicting is like a trickle-down effect. Like, like if, if you make a selection at like number five or number six, that changes so much of the next several picks. And so yes. it has the, poten- it has the <clears throat> potential of if you just get one of these wrong, it can trickle down and muck up your whole list. Mm-hmm. So this well, has the potential to make us look really stupid.
0: <laughs> oh, God, yeah.
2: I'm excited to throw out some freezing cold takes. So,
0: <laughs> And you know what's yeah. amazing about this? Like what you said, Nick, I have a guy, for example, who I would have either put in 5, 6, or 7, or 15, 16, 17. Just because of who's there and what, like, I couldn't mm-hmm. see him going to those teams That's in the crazy. middle. It was either there okay. or there. And I'll get into that, and. Yeah, it's a it's a player I've changed my mind on a lot and uh, and we'll get into it. Uh,
1: okay. so uh, without further ado, I mean, I think you're the most prepared as far as having your uh, your screen there ready, Kyle. So uh, why don't you take it away and show us show us who's going number one overall in the 2020 NHL uh, entry draft?
0: This guy, this guy okay. <laughs> right here. This requires not too much explanation. Uh, we've talked at nauseum all year long about this player. Uh, barring some sort of miraculous trade, they're not going to pick anybody else. Um, my only question to you guys, if you were the general manager, of the New York Rangers, would you take a package of the number three and the number five for this pick?
2: Absolutely. Without a doubt, I would take that.
0: Oh.
2: oh, shit. Okay, why? Well, so I'll get into it when I get to my picks, and, and I'll explain okay, my reasoning okay. there. I think okay. just off the cuff, the New York Rangers have enough depth on the wing right now, mm-hmm. and what they really need are centers. And there are a yes. lot of centers that you can pick sort of af- starting at three three onwards. So I think if I were the Rangers, I would totally accept a three and five package.
0: Okay, Nick.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with Michael. Without a doubt, I'd make the pick, or sorry, I'd, I'd take three and five way more instead. Um, I, I for me, it's 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 not even close. I mean, you get two assets for the price of one. I don't care if one guy has this potential. I'd rather have two elite players than one superstar player. Any day. And for me, it's, it's just numbers. Like, I, I want more security. It's a safer deal because then, you know, I, I, I just... It's, it's just I can have defenseman and a forward. I could have two forwards. I can have a goalie and a forward. There's just so many options. I, <clears throat> I, I don't think this... Plus, this guy's not Crosby. He's not McDavid. He is not a generational talent. We've already come to that conclusion. As much as we love him and the intangibles, he's not. So, okay. with that said, him being in that lower tier, kind of that Eichel tier, um, that makes it a no-brainer. Okay, it's like it's like it's like saying, you know what? Would I rather have? Um, let's think about this. Like, let's let's make a comparable here.
0: Oh, let Let me give you one. Let me give you one. Taylor Hall uh, or
2: Tyler Sagan?
0: Uh, well.
1: It's like it's like saying, would you rather have Tyler Sagan? Or would you rather have Leon Dreisidel and Seth Jones? I'd much rather have Leon Dreidle and oh no,
0: it's not it's not like that at all. It's it's would you rather have Eichel the best the the better player, Eichel alone, or Sagan and Klingberg
1: Yeah, that's exactly what I just said. No, it's
0: not. <laughs> you said, would you rather have Tyler Sagan or some other guy? You had Sagan on his own, which was wrong. Eichel's okay. on his own. Okay, Eichel on his own, or He's Seth Jones,
1: or, or Seth Jones no. and Leon okay. Drysdale.
0: No one's going to be Seth Jones in this fucking draft. I'm and no saying, one's going to be Drysidle in this year. Those Seth are two Jones way better no- players. Those are Seth two Jones is a number players.
1: one, defenseman and Drysdale, they're saying, could be a number one defenseman. Okay. And then, and then Leon drysidal he, he went like what, third overall or something?
0: You're going off the rails here. Those are two way higher tier players than they than you deserve to be mentioning. It's like the one of but the best. You don't know in the You league. don't know what these guys are going to be. Well, You're talking well, on you, your ass. Well, you don't know if Lafreniere is going to be the best player in the history of the league or not. But you don't know if Tim Stutzel is going to be yeah. as good as Drysidal. Well, Look, yeah, I, think- I guess I guess so. Exactly.
1: But so we're both I, talking yeah, about just, her
0: ass. Well, I'm, th- that's why we have to make the 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 mock the simulation because you could say, "Oh, Eichel versus sidle. There's a debate there. You know, they're too close in value. But the, I don't know. It depends how you look at it. Forget it. Forget it. <laughs> okay, uh, Michael. Oh, for the I record, assume- I, would, I would I would take the one player because they're too hard to come by. Too fucking hard to come by. So I think, yeah, without
2: a doubt, if you're, if you're sticking with the pick, there's only one option at the number one spot, and that's Alexi Lafreniere. He's got the most complete game of any player in the draft at this moment. And he's going to go out there, play 82 games for you, put up points, be physical, make plays. Um, <clears> and at the end of the day, he's just, he's the complete package. Uh, I do think that if I'm the Rangers and I'm looking at my organizational depth, that adding another left wing to, to my organization isn't necessarily the best move, but you can't pass on a guy um, at number one, who's this good. Except for two guys at three and five.
0: Who might be better. <laughs> no, go on, go on. <sighs> if only he was a center, eh? then they would have had a perfect deal
2: oh undisputed if he was a center and i guess like
0: oh boy, I I hear it my
2: my concern with some of the players in this draft that go from the 2 to 6 spot after after lafreniere is just that uh they have the potential to catch up over the next few years um, hmm. i don't think i don't think that's necessarily going to be the case i just think if you're sticking with the number 1 pick you're not trading it away that hmm you're only doing yourself a disservice by betting on potential over the guy who's locked and loaded and ready to play. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, That's what it comes down to. There's no guarantee. This guy's going to be better than the second and third players in this draft. He might be better than them now because he has the age advantage and the physical advantage and he's, and he's more built, but that's just part of maturation. And, uh, you know, so so he's been the CHL Player of the Year like two or three years in a row, but it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't tip the needle for me. Like five years from now, I would not be shocked if those two guys behind him are are as good, if not better, than this player.
0: Do you want me to burst a very convoluted <laughs> rumor? Yeah, let's hear it. Okay. <clears throat> I don't, know where, I don't know where I'm going with this, but uh, one, of, one of my scouting processes is following all these players on Instagram. <laughs> and to say that Alexi Lafreniere is physically mature is a little bit of a, of a reach, in my opinion. This guy looks, still looks like he has the body of a 12-year-old. And then you look at Tim Stutzler. This guy's a fucking man. He's ripped out of his fucking mind. And I'm sure Byfield's got a bit of... Like, Alexei Lafreniere, as much as he's physical and he's, like, older, he's an older player, the guy's got a lot of fucking maturing to do in his body. I, like, look it up. This guy looks like a fucking 13-year-old with a man's face. It, like, he's got catching up to do. So there's still room to grow physically. And, uh, and that's what uh, makes me very, uh, very happy. But no one's talking about it. Like, everyone's like, oh, this guy's a, he's built like a man. He's really not. He's a a skinny little kid still. Even if you look at his height, like, look at his height and weight, you won't know that, but uh, check out his Instagram. That's where the real scouting gets done. Okay.
2: Well, I mean, in defense Uh, of the people who might be taken behind him, uh, you take a look at Braden Point, who was taken in the third round due to size and stature. mm -hmm. Uh, He went on to get bigger. And I think there's one player in the top five who – is my pick to be the best player to come out of this draft? Uh, who's been knocked for size all along? But we'll get to that in a bit.
0: Okay. Yeah. I think we're at Nick I think we're ready to move on.
1: We can't spend too much time on one. We have too <laughs> many, too much to do here. That should that warrant way more much time. Yeah. Uh, okay. To Kyle, number two overall, the LA Kings step up to the podium, and they thank the fans in Montreal. Or I guess there will be no podium. And uh, what does Rob Blake say? What does he utter into the microphone, Kyle?
0: Rob Blake simply steps up to the microphone and says, from Germany, Tim <laughs> Stutzler. He doesn't even know where he plays. He just says, from Germany. That's it. Um, in my mind, he's the best player available. Uh, talk about upside. This guy's got massive upside. Uh, he's the most dynamic player in the draft in terms of pure skill level uh, but he, to me he's still quite raw like this is a very raw player he'll put on a lot of flashes um, skill wise he checks every box uh, not a fantastic goal scorer per se but uh, man it's hard to pass up on the just the pure skill and upside of this player so to Stutzle that's it
2: <laughs> um, yeah I, I have to agree uh, I think Tim Stutzle goes second overall in this draft and I think a lot of it comes down to the fact that uh, LA already has a lot of organizational depth at center you've got Turcotte you've got Velarde, Um and I think what they really need is to get a dynamic offensive player in there um, somebody who can play center can play the wing and who has so much potential to develop into uh, somebody who could be the best player out of this draft. Um, so yeah, I think LA has to go with Stutzla, uh, and that's
0: that's just who it's going to be at number two. Mm-hmm. Oh, and Nick, the LA Kings fan wearing his sweater. What say you, sir?
1: Give me a second here. Just getting just getting adjusted to the screen sharing
0: because <laughs> you're right. This this
1: has this has to be. Done every time. (laughs) Oh
0: boy, here we go.
1: Um, Yeah, I. uh, So so for me, I mean, it's uh, it's tough, right? Because I, when the the lottery happened, all my sources in LA were saying Byfield's getting taken too, and that got me upset because we all know how I feel about Byfield. I, I believe I had him somewhere like fifth in my rankings. Um. And it just didn't make sense to me. I, I wow. don't think th- the depth in LA necessarily doesn't need him. The center depth is just fine. I mean, yes, Turcott isn't a number one center. Maybe he won't be. Um, Gabe Velarde is not a number one center. Akil Thomas is not a number one center but those are all very quality NHL centers. They they will yeah. play in the NHL in either a third line or a second line capacity. And so I think I think with the depth, I think for them it, they just bet on one of them being like as close as they can get to a one center. Don't forget Kopitar is still there for he's not going anywhere anytime soon. Um I just I looked at their depth chart today and I was like there's no way they're taking a, a center with their second round pick. And not only that, what they lack is like a creative playmaker. Like Turcott to me doesn't speak to me with that. Uh, other guys like Velardi and Akil Thomas don't speak to that. Like Fagamo, maybe, but I, I, I don't see like this team has lacked like a skillful power play guy forever. And you can't just rely on Drew Doughty being your power play quarterback all all the time. So I I think they they lack a skilled, speedy, finesse player who can set up everybody. And I think this guy is that to a T. Don't forget the LA Kings owners. They own a team in Germany. So I think there's a little tie in there um, that can't be forgotten. And since those byfield rumors I heard earlier, now what I'm hearing is it's a 65 to 35% chance uh, leaning forward towards uh, Stutzla as as far as just if you ask scouts around the community. So as far as what I want, the LA Kings fan, as far as what I think the depth is asking for, as far as what the experts are saying, I think it's going to be Timmy Stutzla at number two. And I'll I'll be so happy if that's the case. If it's byfield... Here's the other thing, Kyle. Like... (laughs) And I'm not afraid, like I'm they not afraid tread to talk
0: carefully here.
1: No, like I we shouldn't be afraid <laughs> if if we have if we have second thoughts about people's characters, like we should not be afraid to mention it. Like okay, yeah. like like we should not be, like we should get speak your mind. And if people sure. want to make it into a race issue, then like then you know why they're doing that. But like I'm just saying, Dude. like I'm just I watch these interviews religiously. Yeah. I know who's mature and who's not. And mm-hmm. yeah, his birthdays like later than other guys, but like fuck, like eight Who months cares? younger doesn't make you a a a a a, 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 a fucking like I a, get out like of a, jail a, free card. Yeah, no. And the reality is, I don't, I don't think L.A. is the right market for this guy. I, I oh think,
0: God, no I, no, I think, no. I think, I think,
1: think they conducted these interviews, and we've heard the Stutzla interviews. He's one of the best interviewers. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling those Kings management guys compared the two, and they're like. Man, like, big city, lots of responsibility, easy to get distracted. Like, I trust the disciplined German kid over this kid who kind of seems immature. Right. And I think that, too, has to be considered. So, <clears throat> that's all I'll say on the character front. And that's why I ultimately have them go in Stutzla.
0: Yeah. Okay. So, it's crazy. We're all, so far, we're all in consensus, which is... Hopefully this lasts the whole time, but it won't. Uh, no, I, I want it to get weird. Let, let's go to three. So, again, I got to remind everyone, this is perhaps not my personal choice, but I think uh, the Senators have gone on record, and I trust them to say that they're going to take the scraps of who's left between Stutzla and Byfield. So I have the sense taking Byfield. And uh, you know what? No problems here. I, I think it's, it's, it's sort of a no-brainer for them simply because they have the five pick to fall back on if he doesn't turn into exactly what they want. But let's be honest, the, the upside's very, very high. Uh, he's a really likable kid. You know, like, he, he has some maturity issues and there's some warts there, but he's a really likable kid. Uh, I think Ottawa's a great place for him, a great market, a good small market. He's close to home. Um, I have problems that he hasn't proven himself on, on certain stages. We've scouted him in person multiple times. Um, but you can't just mess up. You can't fuck around with this kind of upside. So at the end of the day, uh, I'll take the guy. And you know what? They do have a need at center. They, they really they need a guy. i think almost, I, I'm almost confident to say Colin White is could per, uh, currently their number one center, which is kind of fucked up. So they, this is what they're going to do. This is what they need, and good for Ottawa.
2: Yeah, um, I've got them taking Byfield as well. And Ooh, I think consensus. The way, the way I look at it is
1: <clears throat>
2: Byfield was projected to go number two at the start of the year, and the reason why he's dropped has a lot to do with how he's played when the lights are brightest. Well, in Ottawa, you don't have to worry about that because Melnick's trying to turn the lights off. So they need their (laughs) franchise center. Oh, my God, that's good. Byfield's got all the tools to be the next Malkin. He's just got to put it together. You've got DJ Smith, who's a player's coach. You've got Connor Brown, who I think is just an excellent role model. Uh, He's played with stars before, too. He knows what he needs to do to, to make them better as well as to get his results next to them. Um, you've got Brady Kachuk, who comes from a great hockey family who knows what it takes to get it done. And I think that this organization needs a number one center and they, they possibly have that with Quentin Byfield at number three.
0: Nicholas.
1: That's the man right there. Um, Yeah. It's, this one's easy, I mean, for the longest time We've heard Pierre, when they've asked him Pierre Dorian, what are you going to do? He said, well, I think everybody knows what's going to happen One to three And yeah. five is where it gets interesting So if that doesn't already give the answer to you Then I don't know what else does So uh, they're getting whoever isn't, isn't picked Of Stutzla and Byfield I, I, I'm with you guys, I think it'll work out this way um, y- they, I, I'd argue they probably prefer Byfield because they, unlike the Kings, they lack the center depth. And you cannot have Colin White as your number one center for the foreseeable future. Mm. And their center depth has just been like ugly, or, like bottom five in the league <clears throat> for the longest time. So I think they need a guy who can play with Kachuk, who can, a, a guy as talented who can lead him. Um, who knows, maybe if he goes into his body He can add a physical element And be kind of like Kachuk What a line that would be um, yeah. And just, you're right Kyle The Northern Market like There's not a lot of distractions there You're out in the middle of nowhere He's used to playing in Sudbury mm-hmm. Ottawa, very similar um, So it fits the team need It kind of fits what <laughs> he's looking for It just seems like kind of a perfect marriage So... I think this is the right way things should fall. I hope they fall this way. And uh, if they don't, then it changes everything. Like, this is what I was talking about with the trickle-down effect. Like, if, if they get Stutzla instead, it impacts so much of what they do at five. If they get Byfield, it impacts so much what they do at five. It's, it's crazy. So, yeah, will get into that shortly. But, uh, but yeah, Byfield well, for me.
0: Let me ask you guys one question about the player. <clears throat> Do, do you see Byfield as an elite, quote unquote, elite playmaker? Playmaker? Uh, no. Okay, that's yeah, all, that's all. That's all I need to hear. That's all I need to hear. Michael? No. Okay. So this is – I need to just mention this really quick. I'm not going to name any names, but there are some channels out there who are just kind of kind of overblowing the byfield hype. And uh, And there was a, a certain very highly touted YouTube channel, very highly regarded, that was blown away by this guy's playmaking ability. They said he was the Austin Matthews of playmaking – they said that this guy is probably the top two playmaker in in this draft, and I was just thrown for a fucking loop. And uh, and I think that's another element of this whole. There's a lot of highly contested point of views on Byfield, but I mean, just say what you say. What's real, man? Like, like we we all acknowledge the good side, the the bad side, but just say what's real. It, like, it, it's crazy. I, this draft needs to get done for this one reason is that people are too flip-flop on this player. He's not an elite playmaker, so why are you having a fucking orgasm on the fucking <laughs> computer screen over how good this guy's passing is? It's it's pretty wild, and I talked to Nick about this, but people are going out of their way to put this guy on this pedestal. But, yeah, that's... well.
2: Yeah. And in doing, in doing my research to put this list together, uh, one thing I came across was the <clears throat> fact that people talk about how Byfield got a lot of his points this year in transition. Yes. Right. And the OHL yes. is, is not the same in terms of structure, physicality speed as the NHL is. And so you have to get better at working with less space you got to get better at using your physical gifts. And I think Byfield has those gifts and he has the ability to work with less space, but I just don't think that the type of passing he put on display in the OHL transfers as well to the NHL level as perhaps people would like to expect.
0: Yeah. And I think if you're ignorant to that and you don't make mention of the transition numbers, then I think that uh, you're just grasping at straws for some sort of uh, recognition. So Uh, we'd like to move on from this negative um, aspect of the draft. But it's been bugging me, man. It's been bugging me big time. (laughs) I'm telling you, like, you can't just make stuff up. Like, tell it how it is. Okay? He's not God. He's not shit. He's, you know, he's a player. With the potential to be really good. Yeah, exactly. Like I said, good kid. Put it together. He could be amazing, but... All right, number four. This is where we're going to veer off. Okay, boys? We know what's yep. happening now. Number four, Stevie Y has been doing a lot of yoga. And, uh, and he's been thinking a long time. This, this is a really weird pick because obviously the Red Wings got murked out of a top three pick. Um, and uh, this one might surprise mm-hmm. some people. But uh, the Red Wings, Stevie Y walks up to the virtual stage <laughs> from the Ottawa 67s, Marco Rossi. <clears throat> Marco Rossi, Steve Eisenman knows a winner. He knows a winner when he sees it. He's not afraid to draft small, braid and point, ring a bell. Um, and this Rossi guy is a winner in every sense of the word. He's a pro work ethic out the roof um and uh they can't go wrong I, I the size scares me a little bit but i mean he'll figure it out he he he's he's good enough he's got that to tena- the character alone like you want to build a winning character atmosphere in your room it starts with a guy like this and that's why i have him at 4 <clears throat>
2: So my choice for Detroit came down to Rossi and the guy ended up picking because ultimately Ooh. I feel as though they need more than just one guy to form that winning culture. They need a bit of time to put it together. So they're willing to wait on a defenseman to develop, which is why I went with Jamie Drysdale oh. at number four for the Detroit Red Wings. I think he is wow. the, best, the best defenseman in the draft I don't care what people say about jake sanderson i have a lot of doubts about the u.s national development team program um jamie drysdale has shown that he can play at the ohl level at the world juniors and i think that with his skating ability his hockey iq and uh his two-way ability that he could potentially be the nick lidstrom for the Next generation of the
0: Detroit
1: Holy Red shit. Oh my god. He is dropping bombs, oh. ladies and gentlemen. Oh. Jesus Christ, he came punching today.
0: Whoa. This Michael Robson. This is amazing. This is good. <laughs> wow, I like that. He takes the sip of drink. Oh God, this guy's a boss. <laughs> okay, Nick, what do you got? Oh, I got... Oh,
1: boy. I got this young-looking
0: boy No! For you.
1: <laughs> no! That cool? That's Cole? Yeah. Of course. Um, yeah. I mean, okay. for me, I, I'm, I'm more, I more lean to Kyle's opinion here. So, Marco Rossi was my runner-up for this position.
0: It was everyone's uh, runner-up.
1: Yeah, he's my runner-up because I think Stevie Y we all we heard at nauseum about how much he loved braden point in tampa and so i looked at the closest players to braden point and marco rossi to me is a guy i compare a lot to point because he's undersized not the best skater but he's built like a truck uh all around game two way game um and perfetti is kind of similar he's he 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 <clears throat> I don't know. Like he's 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 got this high hockey IQ that I yeah. think a guy like Yazerman values and points got a hell of a high hockey IQ too. And that's why he loved him. And so I, I, I could see, you know, him liking a guy like Perfetti for that very reason. And then not <clears> to mention the big factor for me is he's from Saginaw. He played for Saginaw, it's right in Detroit's backyard. Their whole scouting staff must have been at every single game. So the whole backyard mindset the whole high hockey IQ mindset, the fact you need a guy to set up that sniper who they drafted a few years ago, who is he? Zadina. Zadina. Like I could see these two just lighting it up. And they need, right. they need a power play specialist. Zadina can finish if he's set up on the left circle or the right circle. But they need a guy who can help set them up. And so for me, all those factors, the whole Stevie Y aspect, the high hockey IQ, the backyard factor, to me, it's going to be cool for Perfetti. And then Kyle, I'd be lying if I didn't mention like any of like the several mocks I saw, they all have Perfetti going.
0: And and to that point, if there's any name I've heard associated with Detroit more, it's Perfetti all day, every day. He's been tied to Detroit for months um, so yeah, I, I could see this definitely happening. I just I don't like it. I don't like it over Rossi. Oof
1: I don't either. I mean we know my rankings. I had Rossi, I, b- I believe, in my top three.
0: <clears throat> you yeah, had two third, or three. I think. So
1: so I yeah, that's the player I'd take. I just think uh the whole connection, Saginaw Detroit connection might might play a factor here.
0: Yeah. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep, yeah. yeah, Fair enough. Okay, number okay, five. Uh five so senators second pick so we all have them taking byfield at three so who do they choose at five is it a forward is it a defenseman is it a goalie it's a defenseman in my opinion they take the best defenseman available in the draft jake sanderson (laughs) okay so this is something I've changed my mind on. I know Michael's going nuts over here. Michael, this is so not me. This is so not me. You know I like my Canadians. You know what? But I'll tell you why they did this. I'll t- and this is a senator's perspective. Um, whether he's the best defenseman in the draft, here's why I swapped my position on this. I've heard multiple respected scouts say, I don't know if this guy is a bona fide power play specialist. I don't know if he's a number one power play guy. I've heard that perspective from multiple guys. um, And I just don't know if his frame and his size is great at handling large minutes, large, like 27 minute playoff nights, um, shutting down the best opposing guys. I don't even know if I trust Cale McCarr with, you know, shutting down the opposing guys. I see him more of an offensive guy. So I see senators They've got Shabbat, right? They've already got Shabbat. They've got Brandstrom in the wings. Um, they've already had their forward. And I say, you know what? Let's get the, the best shutdown defenseman in, in the draft. Um, he's a minute muncher. He's gonna Once he fills out, he's going to be a really good, solid defensive defenseman. No, he's not going to put up 50-plus points a year. Um, but he's going to be like a Slavin. If you put him next to Shabbat, you've got like – in my mind, a, a world-beating defensive pair. Like it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to rival a Jones-Warenski type of quality where Shabbat's that 70-point guy and uh, this Sanderson guy will shut it down. Savvy at moving the puck. Really great skater. Surprisingly good skater. Um, and I think for the Senators, it's a safe pick, but it's also the right pick. <clears throat> I know, I know. It's right. it's, off, it's off the board for me. It really is. I've changed, but I've I've heard a lot. I've heard a lot about this guy. So we'll we'll disagree about who the uh, best shutdown defenseman is
2: in this. Uh,
0: oh, in this
2: year's draft.
0: Whoa! Okay, I like this. I like this. But
2: uh, we'll we'll get to that a little bit later as well. Um, I definitely think Sanderson could be a good pick for Ottawa. But let me just list a a couple a couple names off here for you. McDavid Dreisidel. Matthews Tavares. I like those guys. Crosby and Malkin.
0: <clears throat> oh, these I see. Three
2: you're <laughs> of the, these are three of the top offensive teams in the NHL and what they have going for them is a one two punch down the center, down the middle. Now Ottawa's picked up their big guy in byfield, but what they really need is the type of personality to build a franchise around and the type of guy who's gonna come in, compete and win which is why at number five I have them taking Marco Rossi because I believe okay. that he, in the long run, will be the best player to come out of this draft. Ooh. And I think that in the long run, he's the Crosby to Byfield's Malkin and the oh. Senators set themselves up for a long run of, oh uh, of cup contention.
0: Wow. That is really something to, to think about. Because I not know the mention, Rossi comparisons are out there with Crosby, and you know the Byfield comparisons are out there with Malkin. It's crazy.
1: Not to mention another local connection there, right, Michael? Of
0: course. Yep. Right there in their barn. to the Senators. <clears throat> yes. I, I could yeah. definitely see and, that and too.
1: And again, that that's the direction like they could foreseeably go in for sure, for sure. Uh, that you're betting on like the two best centers in the draft. Like, who wouldn't do that? So, mm. it's, 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 I, I don't disagree. Uh, I'd probably agree more with Michael's take than Kyle's take, just because I, I don't see the, the de- need for the defenseman as much as you do. Uh, mm-hmm. But regardless, on here, this man.
0: Oh, boy. <laughs>
1: um, so, <This> I, <laughs> I had the privilege of talking to a <clears throat> deep rooted Ottawa fan the other day. Uh, as you, as, as you know, our teammate at intramurals, Samuel Lasky, uh, Michael, he's a, he's a big Ottawa fan. And I, and I asked him what the hell's going on. What are you guys going to do? What's the scoop? And he told me that he knows, (laughs) Oh, he knows you don't know this guy, Kyle. You've yet to meet him. The The point is, he said what Ottawa lacks is skill. Think a Marner type, a a true playmaker. And they're they're not going to get it with Byfield as we talked about earlier today. They need a guy to be riding shotgun with Byfield who's going to feed him the puck. Kachuk's not that guy. Kachuk doesn't run a power play. Kachuk gets to the front of the net. Byfield's the same kind of guy. He's not going to run the power play. We just talked about that. Who's going to run the power play? Lucas Raymond. He's going to be their version of Mitchell Marner. And I think that's why they're going to go with him. <laughs> I, and I, I, I didn't come up with this till later today. This was a tough pick for me to choose. But I yeah. think this one checks the most boxes. Um, not to mention, I mean, you look at their depth on D. I mean, Jacob Bernard-Docker, Shabbat, Branstrom. Or is it Branstrom? Who's, yep, who's yep. the... Yep. Yeah. I mean, uh, Lassie Thompson. It's not bad. And I just, I, yeah, it's, it's pretty good. I don't see the need for the D here. They can always address the D at pick 28 because don't forget they do have the Islanders pick. And I see a lot more defensemen dropping in this draft. I think the smarter move here at five is to get these all world offensive guys like a Rossi or a Raymond who you won't get later in the draft. Whereas the defensemen after the first two, they're all kind of the same and they're all muddled. And I'd be betting one of those guys drops to 28. So, and then there's 2021, the draft of 2021 <laughs> looks like a very heavy defensive draft, better defenseman than forwards. So you can always bet you're going to check that box there. So I just think I look at their need. You need a skilled playmaker, their existing depth, the fact they have the 28th pick, all of it speaks to me. They're going to pick Lucas Raymond at number five.
0: Nick, if, if, uh, <clears throat> I think it's a great, great pick. But if there's anything you can almost 100% bet on, it's that a defenseman will go in the top five every single year, no matter what. And second thing you can bet on, defensemen will go higher than you think most of the time. Um, and plus, I think after Drysdale-Sanderson and maybe Schneider, I think there, there might be a big, big drop-off defenseman that's all that's all i'm
1: saying there's I a drop-off but they'll, we, they'll still get the kind of guy they need they don't they don't need another shabbat
0: i'm saying you need to because of draft lore you need to shoehorn a defenseman into your top five or six because it will happen i guarantee you it will happen and it just depends where that where he, where he goes but i think we also value sanders in a little bit different that's fine uh, do, I still have
1: my D going high like
0: you'll sure, see coming sure. up I
1: still have them high it just I don't necessarily think they're the right pick like you got to speak with your mind and not just look at previous history you know
2: I will I will yeah. back Kyle up on this one though Eugene Melnick did come out and criticize the way the, the Leafs were built <clears throat> for not focusing enough on defense so there could be internal pressure to take a defenseman with a number five pick <clears throat>
0: Yeah. I mean, and Nick went on about Raymond and he was one of my hardest guys to fit, to slot because I've gone so teeter totter with this guy. Um, but I have him at six with the ducks. I have the ducks picking Raymond. Um, you know what they're, they're building some intriguing pieces up front. Think as a grass, a steel, a Terry, a Comtois. Um, but they have needs pretty much everywhere from what I can see. Um, and this is, a, this is a situation where I want to take the most skill. I want to take the guy who's going to, with his egress, kind of run my power play. And, um, you know, excellent playmaking, skates brilliantly, sneaky good shot. There's no real flaws in this guy. Uh, the only main concern is he didn't produce numbers very well um, in the SHL, but he didn't get many minutes. Um, so I think this guy would would really excel in, in on Anaheim, and he's going to disappear from existence. Like, he'll go to Anaheim, and we'll never hear about him again except for if they make noise in the playoffs. Like, that's just what Anaheim is. They just fucking steal careers from us here in Ontario. So uh, he's going to go to Anaheim. We're going to forget about him. Him and Zgris will make a really nice couple, and um, and they're going to usher out the Getzlaff era, um, in style, it's gonna it's it's gonna be a good fit there. Um,
2: so I agree that Anaheim desperately needs scoring. Over the past year, uh, they were the twenty sixth team in the NHL in goals for, and so uh, instead of going with a playmaker, I went with a sniper, the other Swede, Alexander Holtz. Mm. Um, and I just feel as though. Uh, at the end of the day, what they're going to need is somebody who can put the puck in the back of the net. They've got good veterans. They've got a good decor. They've got um, John Gibson in net. And now what they need is somebody who can score for them and give them a chance to win games. And I think Holtz with his, uh, with his shot gives them the best chance to do that. So I went with Alexander Holtz.
0: I like that. Wow, what a take. <laughs> You mean what a take? It's a just a very fair take.
1: I know. I'm just so I've I've become so accustomed to Michael just dropping bombs every segment. (laughs) I'm just like everything to me is like what a take, what a take.
0: I know, I know.
1: He's making us look bad. Um, okay. Just pulling up my next guy here. Anaheim Ducks are going to select this man, and to me, everything like everything about just the way this draft's unfolding in my mind is seamless and is how it should. This team has no... Like, Kyle, I'm starting to really doubt your knowledge about the the prospect depth of the Anaheim Ducks. All those guys you were mentioning, like Steele and Dubois and Terry, they're all forwards, man. They're all forwards. Sorry, not Dubois, uh, the other French-Canadian. com Comtois, like they're all forwards, man. They have no defense prospects. All the defense prospects they've seen walk, like uh, Shea Theodore, and the guy who went to Buffalo, like uh, and, and and yeah, like they're all going. And 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 there's no room for another skilled so. guy like Raymond on on this team. Like the fact you already got Zegras. Who is literally the definition of skill, the definition of a power play quarterback? There's no room for two of those on this team.
0: Hey, I, you I, I'd, think be, I'd be shocked. is enough? You think Zegers is
1: enough? Zegers no, he, he, is like,
0: he's not elite. enough.
1: He's an elite, elite playmaker. He, uh, uh, on these lists, we've seen he's the number one prospect outside the NHL, arguably. Uh, they don't need another one of those. The, the two of these guys will bash heads. They don't, they don't need two Patrick Haynes. They, they just don't. And, 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 and I don't see the fit. I see this fit better. You said they need a guy mm. on the power play who can work with Zegras. I think Drysdale is a better fit because he slots into the defense. He's there at the top, top of the blue paint. And he's just working with Zegras. And it's just a magical work of art, that power play. So I don't know. I look at their forward depth, which I, I see... I don't see a D-depth. I, I look at someone like a puck-moving D that they kind of need. Like Guys like Manson are great, but let's face it, they're just rocks on the back end. They don't really move the puck. Drysdale fills that void. I, I, think, <clears throat> I, I just think this, this kid's going to be the California kid. He's going to go there, and I think he'll thrive. So uh, to me, it's an easy one. Jamie Drysdale to the Anaheim Ducks.
0: I don't know if you can see this sheet. But my original pick, no, you can't, was Drysdale to the Anaheim Ducks, and I crossed it out. Because so. I, and I'll tell you why. Because like, I, I I, if, if they're going to pick Drysdale, if you're going to pick Drysdale, you, you better hope and believe that he can run your number one power play. I just don't. I don't think he can. So that's and, – and, and I said in my thing, I am to, choosing this Raymond Kid as a best player available situation which in the top 10 has been mainly cited in the top 10, you must choose best player available unless an equally good option appears at a, at a position you can better fill. So that's why I didn't choose. I crossed him out. He's on my sheet, but I crossed him out.
2: Yeah. And I just think Anaheim, I mean, you've got Fowler, you've got Lindholm, you've got Manson and you add, you add another defensive prospect to that, and that, that'll boost their defense. But I don't know if you necessarily need it as much as you need a bit more scoring touch.
0: Oh, they're, they're scoring. They're, I looked at their forwards. It's, it's pitiful. It's awful. There's players I've never heard of on their second line. I, just I think will say guys,
1: this. Like, they just need time to grow those guys. And all those defensemen you mentioned aren't number one power play defensemen. Like and Josh Manson and Campus Limit are not. They're not. Th- this guy is. So th- this is like an easy choice for me. Like I, I-, I disagree.
0: Well, you can I disagree, but you don't
1: have to shit on my opinion. I
0: can. I can. Jesus when it comes Christ. to when
1: it when it comes to Californian hockey teams, <clears throat> I doubt your knowledge about their prospect pool.
0: Okay. Great but I, I'm i well, telling you draft philosophy is usually best player available in this case.
1: Not everyone adheres to that. Fine. We'll see. Okay. So for the record, I want to, cause I want to make sure I have these picks on the record. Cause Michael, we're doing a competition here. Whoever gets <laughs> the least right is buying pitchers for the group. Oh, okay. We because
2: did I was a similar- to Say that for the record, I bet that Nick is going to come out as the most right so far.
1: There we go. But, um, so so, so I, got, I got Kyle with Laff, Stutzla, Byfield, Rossi, Sanderson, Raymond. Is that right?
0: Uh, yes.
1: And then I got Michael Laff, Stutzla, Byfield, Drysdale, Rossi, Holtz.
2: Yep, that's me. Perfect. Okay. Pictures on me.
0: <laughs> okay. Uh, <clears throat> Number okay, seven. Kyle, take it away. This is a perfect fit. And uh, there's, no, there's no more perfect fit in the entire draft. The Buffalo Sabres. Oh, no, we're at seven. We're at seven. Sorry. Yeah. Okay, this is less of a perfect fit. Uh, number seven. Uh, boy, yeah. This is, uh, this is probably off the board, but uh, the Devils take a gamble, and they take Asker off. So the goalie's off the board. Uh, hyper-athletic, intelligent goalie, yada, yada, yada. You've heard it all. Um, physical capability and pedigree to live up to the hype. Carey Price, no. Uh, A Carter Hart type guy, yes, I could see that happening. Just a very solid, solid goalie that you can have for the next 15 to 20 years. Um, Devils are relatively rich down the middle, depending on who you ask. If you're a Jack Hughes guy, sure. Nico Heischer's there too. Um, You have recently acquired talented youngsters, Kevin Ball. You have Ty Smith coming up. P.K. Subban is still back there. So I didn't look at a defenseman. Um, and they've got late first rounders that they can use to supplement the forwards and the defense if they choose. I think they're in a good spot to uh, to take a gamble on the goalie because I simply don't think this guy is going to last past around 11 or 12. So they take the gamble now, make sure they get them. They've got 18 and 20 to address other needs if necessary. And, uh, no, I'm not a big Mackenzie Blackwood is your number one guy uh, believer. So there we go.
2: All right. Well, I took a look at the, the Devils <laughs> and I figured that, you know, they've got their young offensive players and Hughes and Heisher. Uh, I thought that Blackwood stands up as their number one moving forward. At least they're not going to be looking for, for another goalie right now. Um, and although they've got Ty Smith and, uh, and Kevin Ball in the system, I figured that at the seventh spot that they were going to go with Jake Sanderson. I think that Sanderson is a solid defensive player who could possibly have that offensive upside. And I think that he's shown leadership with his time at the U S national development team and that New Jersey can be a little bit patient with them, let them develop and start to build a fantastic decor. Um, sort of similar to what the hurricanes have done over the past few years and move forward mm. as the new New Jersey devils while still being based in their old philosophy of defense first.
0: Nice.
1: Nice. I, uh, could not help but agree. Uh this one makes sense, Th- this, this <laughs> makes sense to me. This this makes sense to me.
0: Or not. This,
1: <laughs> this, this one uh I like this because um you mentioned it, Mike. Like hmm. they, they already got Heisher and Hughes. I don't see like the appetite here to get a forward at seven. Don't forget. They have picks at 18 and 20. And yep. there's a lot of forwards that could be bunched up there. And I think, I think at this point, 7, they're like, okay, there's these 2D that are really, really good. And they're different than everybody else, as Kyle said. So if one of them's left, which according to my list, there will be, we take him and then we address the forwards later if we want forwards. So yeah, Ty Smith is great. I think Ty Smith can run a power play. I don't think this guy can run a power play. This guy's more like a stopper, like a Slavin type, which I, I, I think they need. Ball, ball, ball will be good too, but this guy's better than Ball. Uh, he just moves better. Um, so I think he is that guy at seven. I think that's their mindset. Like we'll take him at seven and then we'll just address some forwards later. To, that, that can help Hughes and Heisher. but we don't necessarily need some top end guys because those are top end guys we already have. So um, this is the guy for me it's a no-brainer based on what the scouts were saying that they're very they like him a lot new jersey um and uh yeah this 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 was a pretty easy one for me to
0: uh choose number eight buffalo buffalo
1: i'm coming for you
0: so this is, again, like I said before, this is probably the best fit in my mind. Imaginable. Imaginable. Buffalo takes Jamie Drysdale. Uh, the perfect pick. Uh, having recently acquired Stahl, the emergence of Olofsson, and the promise of Cousins, Drysdale w- was an obvious choice. He'll play his whole career behind Daleen, but that's okay. He's likely best suited for a second power play role. Uh, versatile puck moving minutes on the first or second pairing uh, brings a further element of responsibility to Buffalo's back end. Um, Buffalo's good up front. I'm really comfortable with their offensive scoring. Cousins is coming in, who I just absolutely am in love with. Uh, They need this guy. I think uh, he slots in perfectly because you don't need him to be your number one guy, which personally I don't think he is that type of player. So I think it's it's a really slide-in puzzle piece kind of fit for me.
2: Yeah, um, I think he could definitely fit in Buffalo. Personally, I have Lucas Raymond going to Buffalo. I think that they've got Skinner locked up for for a long term. Uh, They expect him to put pucks in the back of the net. They've got Eichel as their number one guy. And I think what they really need is a forward with some skill who can get the pucks to their, to their scorers. And I think that the the best fit at this point, given who I've taken off the board is Lucas Raymond. Um, he projects to be a Mitch Marner type of player. And although there's definitely a lot of rumblings that he could go to Ottawa, I think that um, at the end of the day, he probably helps Buffalo a little bit more and uh, based on the picks i've made he slides down to them and they're very happy to take him at number 8
1: okay well uh, speaking of sliders this is quite the slider and if i'm buffalo i'm licking my chops about getting this guy at number 8 oh, boy. this um, is a mistake yeah, i I've, I've been they've been clamoring for a center for a long time, and I, I won't deny what Kyle said about you know mm. the winger that they just drafted Cousins, and
0: he'll be a you center. know,
1: and I can't deny the fact, yeah, you need some defense help even though you do have a generational talent on the back end, but the fact is, if this guy drops that far, which according to my list he will. I think they're salivating because they need that center. There's a big drop-off in the centers after he goes. The guys like Lundell and, uh, and uh, Zari, they're, they're just not this guy. And uh, I just think they see it and they go, okay, this is, this is our number two center. This is what Casey Middlestat should have been, and he's not right now. And he's a guy who can jump in soon. We've talked about how he's one of the guys who are NHL-ready. Well, Eichel wants to get out of Buffalo. We've seen that with the trade rumors this week. And I think he'd be clamoring for this pick too. He wants an NHL-ready guy. And this is an NHL-ready guy. So they get their center depth. They get an NHL-ready guy that will appease Eichel. And uh, I, I, I think they're laughing. The fact that Nick's number three player drops to eight. So big Nick, big win for Buffalo.
0: Nick, if, I, if you can chirp me for the Ducks, I can chirp you for this. Okay, <laughs> because this is just not a fit. You, this is not you, a fit for Montreal. You, you've they got have too many Eichel, other needs. You've got Eichel. You've got Eric Stahl you just picked up. Dylan Cousins is going to be a centerman. This is not a fit. Unless you want him on your third line, you can, you're going to shoehorn him into the wing and diminish his value? Why is he going to be a know. centerman?
1: I thought, wh- wh- wasn't Cousins a winger at the World <clears throat> Juniors?
0: uh because he's a six foot three centerman and they're gonna want him to be a centerman i promise you that he will be he might start as a winger but he will be a centerman because that's where his value is highest a lot uh, of the
1: scouts are saying buffalo very high on marco rossi
0: i'm sure they are but it whether he's like whether he's there or not and you could say oh best player available that's what i said for fucking uh the ducks and you shat on me. No, I it. didn't. No, so no, I didn't, I didn't say
1: I you. didn't. My number one rationale. You're putting
0: words in my mouth. Do not put words in my <laughs> mouth. I hate when people put words in my mouth. Nick, Nick, Nick. You said that I don't know the ducks' prospects, but I'm telling yeah. you, Dylan Cousins will be a center. So you. I don't, don't know, know the if he'll be. You don't. You don't know. You don't know that. You we haven't be. seen him play yet. We haven't seen okay. him play. You don't know. You haven't seen Zegers play. He's not going to be a world beater. Is he? You don't know. He might be. He might be. No, he won't be. You don't even know if he's going to be a center. He was also a center slash winger. He might not even be that. He's just going to be. Yeah. So you know what? This is just you getting what came. What goes around comes around, and that's what's coming around right now. No,
1: I, you're, 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 you're just, you're, you're, You're. you're... The words lost on me. You're, you're. You're speculating you that this guy's going to be a center. You don't know he's going to be a
0: center. He's and going to be a center. the fact is, they
1: need, they need a center.
0: If you go to his page, it says centerman. And he's been playing center all year for the Lethbridge Hurricanes. I think, I think... If Buff- Buffalo Buff- wanted him as a winger, they'd say, you better play wing this year so you can get used to it, sir. They would have said that. And what,
1: and what about my point about NHL readiness so that Eichel is appeased?
0: That's why they got Eric Stahl. So Eichel can be happy and they, they can have their number two right away. That's why they got Stahl. So Eichel's happy. They're a competitive team. But what they need is the defenseman. And if I don't know, yeah, they, they need the defensemen. Like, it's, it's just, it is what it is. They got no defense prospects. I don't know about that. I mean, that, they,
1: they yeah. have a generational
0: player. Yes, exactly. But it's not enough. It's not enough. They, like, Tampa has headmen, but they have a lot of support behind them, too. Okay. We agree to disagree. Or we could just be uh, you know, just supportive of each other's picks, and we don't have to have this kind of conversation.
1: I like having these conversations. <laughs> this is way better than being yes, men, and just not at yeah, the right. whole show. Fine, fine, fine.
0: <laughs> okay. But you, I mean, you're not going to pick any more holes in my picks because they're perfect. <laughs> Shall we move on to nine? Let's Shall do we it. move on tonight? Yes. Minnesota Wild. <clears throat> so, this guy's still on my board, so I might as well pull him up. Uh, Cole Perfetti. Cole Perfetti for the Minnesota Wild. They desperately need centerman. They desperately need offense. Um, not only do they lack talent at forward, but they lack talent in center in particular. Perfetti will solve that. A versatile, smart player who plays a, a slower cerebral paced game makes everyone around him better he'll run your power play wherever he goes he's he's an absolute power play specialist uh whether he he succeeds or exceeds expectations at five on five is it will remain to be seen but he'll absolutely be a threat on the power play Uh, he needs to be paired with some speed um but he'll thrive here like he'll i'm not sure he's going to be their number one long long term but he'll be, again, the power play specialist and at least, very least, a a great number two who makes everyone around it better.
2: So when I look at the Minnesota Wild, what I see is a franchise Mm -hmm. that's about to be in for a cold, hard next three to four years. And I think the last thing you want to do is try to bring in anybody who will be ready in the next couple of years um, and expect them to carry your team. I think they're going to take a patient approach. I think they're go- going to take the best player available at this spot, and I think they're going to go with Yaroslav Askarov oh.
0: and sit on the goalie
2: for a couple of years, let him develop while they continue to acquire picks, uh, tank for Shane Wright in 2022, uh, and then come out swinging after that.
0: Nice. Nice.
1: Wow, Nick? that's some foreg- that's some forecasting there. All the way to 2022.
0: <laughs> that's some foreplay.
1: <laughs> um okay. <clears throat> my number nine pick. Let me just make note of what uh Michael just got there, Askarov. So interesting. You, so you got Are it. you
0: following these, Nick? Are you are you recording these?
1: Yeah. Okay. They're all they're all being written into my legal pad. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> um Okay, number nine, this man.
0: Oh, oh, God. What are you always I
1: laughing about? I
0: cannot <laughs> breathe. I cannot breathe. This is, oh, God.
1: Okay, so oh. I, so get, hear me out. So You've got some
0: explaining to do, young man. They,
1: they, this team needs a centerman. Like this, this GM, Bill Guerin, has gone out on the record saying, we need a centerman, we need a centerman, we need a centerman. So I'm going to take him for his word. That's number one. Number two, by my count, like if Perfetti's still around here, they're gushing and they're taking him right away. But the reality is he won't be. And this guy kind of represents the next batch. And I just, I don't see Perfetti, Rossi, or Byfield getting to this point. So this by default is the guy. Uh, Number three, Minnesota is built on boring hockey. They are boring, and (laughs) and Matthew Boldy is a very boring player, and Matthew Boldy is going to fit very well with this boring player, and it just fits their MO of drafting boring players, and this trend is going to continue in the lowly city of Minnesota or the state of Minnesota. So, uh, yeah, I got them going with Anton
0: Lundell. That's sad. That's sad. You'd, well, you'd it's think, sad,
1: but but it's but that's their identity. You got to go with the team's identity.
0: Well, you'd think they'd want to change their identity because it hasn't worked.
1: Well, maybe you know? maybe ownership's pulling the strings, and they like boring hockey.
0: <laughs> maybe, maybe. We all agree they need a center. How about that? Uh, okay, nah,
1: Well, not. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, who, who did? Who did? You, yeah, you had Askarov,
0: right?
2: Yeah, I have them taking Askarov. Which is fair. Yeah. Which is totally fair. Is not available totally for fair. two more years. Right. right.
0: Totally right. fair. And, and, to be, and to be honest, I, I think wherever Askarov goes, I think it's going to surprise us wherever he goes. Yeah. Like, it's going to be like, oh, wow. That's, that's weird. Because if you remember, um, the goalie last year, what the hell is his name? Uh, went to Florida. You know what I'm talking Knight. about. Spencer Knight. Spencer went like 12 to 14 area and this guy's more highly touted than Spencer. So I I wouldn't be surprised if he goes in the nine, 10, 11 range. So
2: yeah, I can see him going nine, 10, 11, but I can also see him dropping down to closer to like the late teens, early twenties.
0: Yeah. It'll be a weird one. It'll be a strange, strange pick, but, uh, moving on to the jets at 10. Mm -hmm. Um, well, this, uh, this, one's, this one was easy for me, to be honest. Uh, I've got Braden Schneider at uh, number 10 to the Jets. Uh, team's glaring weakness is on D. I really like their forward crop. Connor Hellebuck is a star goalie, goaltender. Uh, so it wasn't hard. Uh, perfect player for them. Fills the hole left by Truba and Bufflin. Physical, calm, separator of pucks. Who's competent puck mover. He's not going to be running your power play. No, but he'll, uh, he'll slot in. He'll settle things down in the defensive zone, which Connor Hellebuck will appreciate. Um, and don't expect him to lose many puck battles down low. He's a, he's as strong as an ox. He's got an excellent, excellent interview. He was rated as one of my highest character players. Um, just a very professional attitude. He'll, he'll do whatever it takes to, uh, to get better. He's got some things to work on, Uh, but he'll make it and he'll be a great pick for, uh, for Winnipeg. Well, Kyle, sorry. Sorry.
1: That was, that was Schneider. Uh, Yeah. yeah. It's Schneider.
2: Yeah. Kyle, I can't disagree with you. Winnipeg needs defensemen. And that's why I have them taking the best shutdown defenseman in this draft. A guy who is smooth skating. WHLer with a mean streak got size and he's got the offensive upside I have them taking Caden Gooley mm. and I just think that Caden uh, Gooley can step in in perhaps this year but more likely than not in a year or two and can add to that decor and really bolster it um, he can provide a second option to Josh Morrissey you can have him playing together or on different different lines and I think at the end of the day, that Caden Gooley is the best option for the Winnipeg Jets at number 10.
0: I was super close between the two. I, I really like them both, but uh yeah, yeah I, I see that.
1: You guys are quick. I can't even pull up these photos in time. <laughs> uh
0: tech savvy, Nick.
1: <laughs> this is tougher than it
0: looks. Uh Okay. Pull it up. Relax. What defenseman will he choose? Or will it be a forward? Or Yeah, he'll pick a winger. (laughs) He's going to pick a winger. He's going to pick the goalie. Oh, no. (laughs) No, Nick, don't do it. Oh.
1: So, to me, this is one... To me this is one of those best player available kind of picks. Like you're looking at you can just pull that
0: out whenever you want then, huh? You're looking at your (laughs)
1: yeah, you're looking at you're looking at your depth chart and you you see you see this guy still around at ten and you go, you know what? Not a bad pick. And the reality is I think Line is on the way out. I don't think I don't know if in two years Patrick Line is on that team anymore. And if you could have a finished sniper replace the finished sniper, I think you take it. And, uh, hey, I mean, I, I, know, I know they have forward depth. I know they got Wheeler. They got Shifley. They got, um, you know, Andrew Kopp. They got uh, that other winger. Um, but, hey. Ealers. I mean, I, I, yeah, Eilers. I just, I, I don't know. They've they shown an affinity for Finnish-born players. I think they're Finnish snipers on the way out. And I think it's as simple as they need a guy to replace them. And mm. uh, it's the best player available. So, uh, I agree with the D sentiment. I do. I just think, unfortunately, the really top guys are gone at this point. Like if they could get a Sanderson, they'll take him, but I don't, I don't see him being around at this point. And so to me, it's one of those best available picks. And I think, uh, Alexander Holtz fits the bill. They could also move down. This is one of those teams I could definitely trade down if they want to. So we'll see.
0: Nick, um, where did, did you get your scouting report from Pronman on this player?
1: That is, is Pronman. Uh, no, I, I think Pronman has Sanderson going to the Winnipeg Jets.
0: Okay. A 10? My only problem yeah. with this pick is that Holtz is Swedish.
1: Is he not Finnish? No. Oh, yeah, he is Swedish.
0: He's, the, he's yeah. part of the terror twins of Sweden.
1: Right, you're right. Him and Raymond. Uh, yeah, no, that, that, is, that doesn't change my mind
0: i think uh they have to be they have to be decisive on line a and 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 especially decisive on what they get back for them. if they get a defenseman back then maybe they do this but if they get a forward back then they'll probably go d but
1: i just sure. i just hear all the rumors like the way the way things aren't working out there and i i think he might go
0: right okay well moving on to 11 nashville predators Uh, this is where I have Holtz going simply because he can't fall any further than this. Um, best shot in the draft in my mind, not the best goal scorer, but the best shot. Um, let's see, sort of reminds me of Forsberg. So it's, it's a cute little fit there. Uh, he'll enhance the power play as a trigger man, hopefully find a home next to Matt Duchesne. Uh, whereas Forsberg lives beside Johansson for the most part. Uh, I see him as a he'll score 40 goals at least a few times in his career with the right centerman. So, um, you know, the the Nashville Predators are strangely streaky with their offense. Uh, This guy will fix the consistency issues there, I think.
2: Yeah, um, for Nashville, only because I had him slide this far, and if I let him slide any further, I'd – be insane, uh, Cole Perfetti.
0: Uh-huh. So wow.
2: Cole Perfetti ends up in Nashville. They've been looking for their number one center for a while. They traded Seth Jones to get Ryan Johansson because they thought he would solve their concerns. Uh, they're kicking themselves for that one. And I think Cole oh. Perfetti ends up sliding a little bit in this draft. I could see him ending up going to Nashville, and I think Nashville would be ecstatic if he ended up in their hands at uh, –
0: at
1: 11. Mm. And how divisive this is. Like, I don't think we've had a single guy in common since like three.
0: Um, yeah. <laughs> this is crazy. You you guys had Sanderson in common somewhere. Uh, New Jersey
2: at seven. Yeah.
1: <laughs> ah, correct, well, correct,
2: and, uh, correct. Askarov throws a bit of a wrench in it, right? Because sure. um, originally I had him going to Nashville, but I moved him up to... Minnesota.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. This one will be much to Kyle's dismay. Oh.
0: Okay. <laughs> oh no, no, that's good. Yeah, I feel that.
1: Seth feel Jarvis that. is going to a southern hockey market? Are you kidding me?
0: I don't <laughs> have him going anywhere I like either, Nick. Don't worry. Okay.
1: Well it hey, sucks, I mean whatever. Nashville to me has just become a boring hockey team. And they need to inject some exuberance, some youth, some skill, some speed into that lineup. And I think this guy checks all the boxes. You watch the highlights. This guy's a human highlight reel, arguably the best skater in the draft. Um, this, this, to me, is the guy. This is a guy who I could see working really well with uh, Tomasino, who I love, who I saw live here in Kingston and, and really wowed my socks off. Um, so <laughs> I, I, I think the two of them Relax. would be great. And, um, yeah, this they, they just need to in- inject some some exuberance into that lineup, some fun hockey. And I don't know if they need a defenseman. Like I think they're fine with with their depth at the moment. None of them are really old. They just signed Yossi to that big extension. Um, they got Fabro still. So, I don't know. I don't think they need a D. I don't think they need a goalie. They got Yossi Soros. There were some wormers of them taking Askarov, but I don't buy it. I, I think they're looking for fun hockey, fun guys. And, uh, this to me is at the top of the list. When you get to that pick, uh, at number, uh, number 11, 11 yeah. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. He, he deserves to go that high, maybe even higher, probably higher, but, uh, we'll more see. likely than not higher. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so 12 Florida Panthers, boring ass pick, of course. Um, Uh, I'm going to draft based on a little bit of need here. Uh, Caden Gooley, I didn't want him to go too far away from Braden Schneider. Uh, They're really wealthy on the wing. Uh, They're decent at center. Uh, Seem to really struggle defensively. I mean, there's some big names back there, but for whatever reason, their numbers defensively always seem to hurt. Gooley is a rangy, capable puck mover. Great in his own end. Um, At worst, at worst, this guy's a three or four but could easily be a number two uh, with a higher offensive upside than Braden Schneider. Um, but I just, I just think he's going to be really well insulated as a, a second pairing, just overall um, versatile defenseman.
2: Um, all right. Uh, well, right off the bat, I think that Florida has a decent decor, although they're aging. So I'm going to disagree with you. I think what they are going to look for is another centerman because I think that what they've been trying to find for the last little bit is somebody to slot in behind Barkov who can play the game the right way and uh, bolster their offense. And so I think at this at this pick they take Anton Lindell, who's a little bit of a Barkov light, uh, taking over the wing of of Barkov and uh, brought up to. Brought to play with the Panthers within the next year or two. I think he's got an NHL-ready physique and the type of game that translates well. And I think, um, I think ultimately that they're they're going to go with somebody who can bolster their offensive lineup.
1: Florida just made a trade. When just they now, traded uh, Michael Matheson. Oh, away for uh, Hornkefist. Right. And I was a little surprised Because this to me is a team that looks like They need help on D And they need help on D right now uh, Joel Quenville is very impatient And <laughs> when, I, when I thought about who, they, who could help fill that void immediately And the kind of stopper That they need I went with this man
0: Okay that's and a handsome uh, guy
1: I was about what to say, he's, the, he, he's hands down the best-looking guy in the, in the first round.
2: <laughs>
0: That's a man-rocket um, right there.
1: And you're right, Kyle. What about Kyle? this
0: guy? What about this guy? <laughs>
1: no, Come he, on, he's man. What about and Seth he's, Jarvis? And he's uh, – he, yeah, you're right, Kyle. Best interview, too. Just a confident interviewer. Like, the guy sounds like he's fucking 35. He's so, so mature. Um, I just think this is the guy for them. You need a stopper. You need a shutdown stopper on the back end. A guy Ekblad isn't. Um, th- th- this is the guy. And uh, and he can help you right away. We talked about how he can be a guy who could step in right away. That's why the Leafs I read about were interested in him. But I don't I don't think he drops that far. And, no.
0: Uh, He's not going to 15. No way.
1: No. No. And his stocks are risen. Man, oh man. This was a guy we were talking about in the, thir- in the 30s back in the summer. And then quietly in the 20s. And now I got him going at 12. like It's absolutely yeah. wild.
0: You know what's uh, wacky? I think someone projected him at, at the Leafs at 15, and everyone was like, holy fuck, this guy's good. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that yeah. funny how that happened in such a flash? I think it was yeah, Button. Crazy. Button was like, yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> That's wacky. Kudos
1: to him. But uh, yeah, I just, team need fits the bill. That's all I'm going to say. Braden Schneider to Florida.
0: Kind of want to marry this guy. Look at him. Look at that jawline. Yeah. Oh god. He he can't go to a big market team. He's gonna get way too many ladies. He's gonna get distracted. (laughs) If he if he were to go to like an LA, he'd be done. His career. He's already
1: he's already taken, Kyle. He's already taken.
0: Oh, you know that you looked it up. That's what my sources say. Yeah, I have to look it up. Come on. This is Nick's man crush. (laughs) Prawnman gave you the insider, eh? Yeah. The athletic never misses a fucking beat, do they? No, not one. All right, all right, all right. So Carolina at 13 then? Yes, Why sir. not? Okay, so Jarvis will not fall any farther. And, um, of course, the savvy scouting department of Carolina would make a pick like Jarvis, uh, a guy who's elite in every category. I really can't find a fault you know, other than his maybe his size. Tenacious work ethic, amazing playmaking, blinding speed, scoring touch. If, you, if he was over six feet, forget about it. No one's got him below six. Nobody. He's going top six every day. If you six foot two with his skill set, not a chance. No way. With his fucking numbers and skill set, no way. Um, the biggest question is whether he can, like, uh, pack on pro-level weight and, and kind of like a Marco Rossi type of weight. Uh, I think he can do it, and I think he can roll with the big boys, and uh, he's a great, great player. And uh, Caroline is laughing.
2: Well, again, Kyle, you've hit the nail on the head. They've got the D. They've got the talent. And what they're really looking for is, are some complementary offensive players. And they need a, they need a winger who's detail-oriented. He's going to bring it all to the ice every night. Almost a Zach Hyman-type player. But at the end of the day, that type of player is Jack Quinn. Jack oh. Quinn is going to come in. He's going to score goals. <clears throat> he's gonna be able to play on the penalty kill. He's gonna be able to play on the power play and he's gonna provide them with the all around talent that Carolina needs right now.
0: Love it.
1: Mike, your delivery's so good because you you lull me into thinking you're going one way and you're like But it's not gonna happen. They're gonna go with this guy. <laughs> <laughs> I, love it.
0: I love it. Good yeah. pick. Oh, they better not do this. They, like they better not go the Michael route because I'll be furious. I'll tell you why later on. I'll tell you why later on. Go ahead, Nick. Uh, This
1: is where I have them going. And uh, Kyle and I have talked about it since two months ago when they got knocked out by Boston. I said, this is unacceptable. You cannot have James Reimer and Peter Morazic leading this team. I don't know who they're going to sign in free agency, but whoever they sign, they need a guy for the future and this 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 GM he's already said he's not taking any defensemen he refuses to draft defensemen so that's not happening and then as far as forwards yeah like i agree with your sentiment but i like their depth at forward like i remember listing off forwards to Kyle earlier and, and Kyle was like whoa like that's some good depth like i'm pleasantly surprised how much depth carolina has at forward and i just think the the resounding need is goaltending and I, this guy's a generational goalie to me. I, I gush all over this guy. I watch him play and I, I am just so infatuated by him. I know we, I know he slumped down in the world juniors, but man, like technically I've never seen a goalie prospect. I've been so wowed by just technically, like he just looks so good in the crease. Love how he moves. Love how, like he's like a statue. His hands are always up. It's like, it's like from a young kid. It was just drilled into his head. This is how I have to play goalie. And he's just so studious And plays the <laughs> position to perfection um, So to me I think, uh, I think He goes to Carolina And uh, this is Yeah, I see him going at 13 to Carolina I, I don't think he drops anymore I'd be shocked if he drops anymore This would be as late <laughs> as he goes And I think it's where he's going to go
0: This guy's into what? What's he doing on the picture, Nick? What, oh, what's- that's good how can you draft that. this guy? How can you draft this guy? How did you do that? How did you is just that,
1: how I did you know. hack
0: my screen? I actually don't know. Like that's crazy, man. That's, that should not be allowed. This guy's onto the green. He's
1: not a good yeah. guy. Anyway. Who knows? Maybe there are some character issues. I don't know. We've we've heard a lot about <laughs> Russian goaltenders, right? But yes. the, the the fact is, I, I don't I think that doesn't matter to them. I, I think they see the skill and the talent and they go. This guy's way better than what we got right now, so let's let's yeah, just take him.
0: I could see this. Uh, okay, so this is this is a these three picks are really fun because it's Edmonton, Leafs, and Habs. So so fun. So Edmonton at fourteen. I I, I said Drysdale to Buffalo might be the most perfect fit, but no one's going to challenge me on this one. Nobody can challenge me on this one. At 14, the Oilers select Anton Lundell. So, uh, isn't this exactly what they need? Their top six is deadly. They've got plenty of help coming on D and Broberg and Bouchard, etc. Exactly what they need is a guy who can carve out a home on your third line. He might even play there next year. uh, Play good shutdown defensive hockey they don't care if he's not going to you know, contribute on the power play. They've got enough of that shit. Put him on the third line. Make a third line depth roll that will be solid, 40- to 50-point guy, and he's not going to let anybody buy him. Um, and then when the top two lines aren't on, you're not holding your damn breath. When I watched in the playoffs, this team was a fucking mess in their own end, and this will help big time.
2: Yeah, I mean, I know we said we weren't going to talk about it, but I want to talk about the team so skilled that Eric St. George could have coached it to Stanley Cup Oh! This
1: so what? I want to
2: talk about the Tampa Bay Lightning briefly here.
1: Inside joke. What Tampa uh, had inside joke.
2: was they've okay. got Steven Stamkos and they had Nikita Kucherov, and they went out and they added Braden Point. Now let's turn back to Edmonton. You've got McDavid, you've got Driss Eidel, and I think that they have the opportunity here to add a Braden Point-type player in Seth Jarvis. And I think that you can't let him slide further than this. Uh, I think he has the chance to be able to run his own line at the NHL level. Uh, you can slot him down on the third line. He can pop up, play power play time with the big boys. And at the end of the day, he's going to provide that extra scoring punch that they need so that they can take a little bit of the pressure off of McDavid and Dreisaitl. They've got the D help coming from their prospects, and I think that um, Seth Jarvis is the pick that the Edmonton Oilers are going to make.
0: I would love that. I would truly yeah. love that.
1: Yeah, I, I would too. I, I just I don't think he's going to drop that far. I, I don't think mm. these GMs are that stupid. Um, <laughs> Like I, 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 oh I, I, my god I, I don't know I, I, I think he's too talented to go that far Um, But I digress Okay To the Edmonton Oilers The lucky Oilers They are so lucky to be in this position <laughs> Shut the fuck up Oh my god Nick's favorite prospect Of the NHL oh draft Oh boy Dylan Holloway Will be drafted Damn. to the Edmonton Oilers And here's why I think they still are looking for that winger help. And I don't think they need like a skilled winger. I think they need kind of a jack of all trades winger who not only can score, but can also be heavy, play a heavy game, get those pucks for McDavid, almost play a Hyman role like he does for Matthews and Marner. And I think McDavid needs a guy like that badly. I don't think Yamamoto is that guy. Uh, yeah. and, and, and to me, this, this guy is that. He will score. He will do the dirty work. And he's also a pick that's just safe as fuck. Like we've seen Edmonton make so many bad picks in the past. I think if they just want to cover their asses, the GM there, this is the one you take. And uh, so yeah, I think from a depth perspective, he fits their team need. I think McDavid gives this one a nod, which matters.
0: <laughs> yeah. And
1: uh, and 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 I and I just I just it fits all the boxes for me. So. I'd be happy with this one. Of all the teams I'd like my favorite prospect to go to, this would be uh, one of them. And uh, yeah, I'd give, a, I'd give a big thumbs up to uh, Bob Nicholson if he makes this uh, selection.
2: So I've got a quick question for you before we move on from this because if I'm correct, you still have Jack Quinn on your board. So I've got to ask, why Holloway over Jack Quinn? Yeah,
1: Jack Quinn. Jack Quinn doesn't get his nose as dirty as Dylan Holloway. Uh, Jack Quinn is more of a sniper, a goal scorer, but I think, I think a guy they got enough of those guys in Edmonton. I think Yamamoto can do that. I think obviously Drysidel can do that. I just think they need more of a grindy guy. I think we saw that in that Chicago series. Like, yeah, they could go, they could go toe to toe with Chicago scoring and trying to win six five games. But I just think they need they need more of a grinding identity, hmm. a hard nosed. Mentality there in Edmonton. And this, this guy is that guy. And I, I think the Leafs are going to be cheesed when he goes ahead of them and Edmonton picks them at 14. That's my prediction. So um, I just think he brings more. He, he's more of a holistic player. He brings, he brings more than a guy like Jack Squinn, who's a little more uh, one dimensional.
0: Oh, I don't like that. But I have, and I don't think this will happen. For the record, I think we're all going to be – me and Nick are going to be wrong. But I have the Leafs taking Dylan Holloway at 15. Question is, has Dubas figured it out? Uh, We'll see. I think uh, Holloway in particular is the perfect player for them. Uh, Yes, there's more skilled options on the board, 100%. um, But none bring the physical, tenacious game that Holloway will bring. It doesn't have to be a superhero on the scoreboard to succeed in Toronto. Uh, They've got enough guys to do that. They're not drafting a player at 15 to be in their top fucking power play. Um, He's going to be their perfect second or third line spark plug with skill, who's going to definitely contribute offensively. Uh, Good power play two guy. And and, and again, another grinder, a guy who will actually give them a presence in the playoffs um, that they desperately uh, need. So Holloway's a good pick here. Uh, but I, I do have – I have words for Michael in the next pick. Big words. So um,
2: I'd be lying if I said that this wasn't completely hopeful and that there is a high probability that it doesn't happen. But I have the Leafs taken Braden Schneider. I don't think I have to explain it. Mm. I think it's pretty self-explanatory. Um, and that's why I have the Leafs taken at 15.
0: Great. Great. Nicholas, ass.
1: Um, okay.
0: Pulling up the this photo. This is a big one.
1: This is a big one. Yeah,
0: it is a big one. This is a great segment. We we would never think they'd have a
1: uh, a first round pick, but here we are.
0: Because uh, Jim Rutherford's a fucking donkey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, this is so lame
1: Kyle Dubas will step up to the podium And go With the 15th pick The Toronto Maple Leaf select From Toros Nofkamask Rodio Amirov And he will say it in a strict Russian accent like that And uh, here we go, Kyle Playing around with the Russian players yet again We all know his bias Um yeah, I, I, I don't think like I think you're wrong again, Kyle. I d I don't think Dubis is gonna learn from his mistakes. I think he's a stubborn child. And uh, I, I don't think he's gonna all of a sudden go, We gotta be heavy. Heavy hockey. I, I, I don't I don't see that at all. Um you're a I think dick. Sh- I'm with you- I'm with Michael. Like if Schneider was there, like it makes a so good if- argument for why So Schneider think- doesn't play heavy hockey? Oh, of course he does. But he fills a need on defense,
0: right? You're such a prick. So, but okay, go ahead. I, I
1: just don't think he's learned from his ways. And when you think speed and skill,
0: this guy at, this is, point, when,
1: at that point in the draft, this is the guy.
0: This and guy is a like, fucking gray dud. Yeah, he's but we talked gray. about it. Talk, he's we talked so about, safe. He's lame. He's boring. like ah. Speed and skill, that's what Dubas likes I,
1: And we, we talked depressed. about this, Kyle We talked about how when, when Dubis comes to the podium He's not going to pick like uh, a brand name guy We talked about this
0: this is, not, this is not right He's not even the best player available by a mile By a mile Yeah, but, but we You're talked about this, this two months ago Quinn? You're taking we this talk, guy over Quinn?
1: Yeah, we talked about this two months ago you, you said Dubis is the kind of guy who won't go with the consensus pick you know? We spoke know, about
0: this. Gotta,
1: he, <sighs> you going back on your, you're going back too. on your word. No, I'm not. We said Dubis is going to sit down up there. He's going to adjust his glasses, look like a smart aleck, and he's going to pick some guy out of nowhere, and this is the guy.
0: Well, I don't believe this is the guy. He's not, like, I'd say Dylan Holloway would shock people. That, that would be picking no, someone out pick. of nowhere. It's not. No, he's not no one's talked about all the way it is the so Leafs. safe
1: no in general in this range he's so safe
0: i know yeah, but Evan. he brings he brings more sandpaper than this guy is just going to be a third liner who fucking he's going to be a Kyle, fucking
1: you got you got to learn from precedent like he does not like sandpaper dubas and i don't think he's going to learn anytime he's, soon he's stubborn he's learned he's stubborn
0: he has to learn no he's stubborn the, this guy's another Janssen. He's Janssen. This will be Janssen's replacement and we'll get nowhere.
1: I, ju- I just think the guy's going to stick with his guns. He's going to stick with the identity that's been leading him this whole time. And I'd rather bet on this guy. I think it's a safer pick.
0: I hate, I hate it. I hate safe. I, I, I don't like so it I, either.
1: I'll be, I'll be pissed feel, if they go this way. I just think they will.
2: I feel like the safe pick at this point, though, would be Dawson Mercer. Would not. Like, if That'd Dylan Muller is available. One that that might make sense but i feel as though mercer combines that skill with a little bit more physicality like he's not a physical guy but
0: he's a swiss army knife yeah i i would i would take mercer as well over this schmo but i mean i have my biases so that's yeah, what, i
1: i don't i don't i don't disagree i'm just is, is just this a prondin my, pick uh so, I, I, full disclosure, ah! I, made, I, I, I made a mock before reading any articles. Oh. And me and Pronman had the exact same pick at 15, Rodion Amarov.
0: You are out of line. Okay. I was happy. This, I was
1: like, oh, wow, you, I actually agree with the draft route. That's awesome. You, li-
0: you live in Toronto. How could you do
1: this? I, Kyle, we're not going off of, like, what I would do. We're going off what's going to oh. happen, what I think is going to happen.
0: You think our general manager would fuck us like this,
1: Kyle? There's also like, for some for some weird reason <laughs> the Leafs have this affinity with Russian players. All of a sudden, okay. they're scouting like apparently they're they're sending all these guys to Russia to scout. We saw okay. it with McKeev. We seen it with Berabanov. Like it's only happening more. They have this affinity with Russians, and I feel like this guy was on the top of their list when they were scouting.
0: That's scary. Okay, well fine if this happens i'm moving out but uh let's go to 16 this is where i have to say something uh, sorry michael.
1: michael uh was 15 for you
2: uh, i had braden schneider at f-
0: cool. 15 so which uh, again as, was very hopeful <laughs> yeah yeah as as michael is hopeful so am i you know you have to add in a little bit of a little bit of stuff a little bit of magic some pixie dust You know, some of that stuff. And uh, the Habs, who are my favorite team, are picking at 16. And uh, this guy that they're picking is a player I've happened to recently just absolutely fall in love with. And it's Jack Quinn. There's no chance, almost no chance in hell, that this guy's going to be here. But this is a guy, this is the guy I was talking about. I could be totally comfortable. With Ottawa picking him at five, and I could also see him going all the way to 16. And depending on how things shake out, this is how it, it could go. Um, again, totally hopeful. Uh, really fallen in love with this guy. To me, he's the best scorer of this draft. Not the best shot, but he'll score in any fucking which way imaginable. It's a snipe. It's a tip. It's a, it's a garbage, uh, dirty, greasy goal. He'll figure it out. He's an inside player. He's absolutely not a perimeter player. Um, got a great work ethic. Uh, great playmaking, surprisingly. Doesn't get talked about enough. Uh, savvy defensive play. Uh, a true late bloomer. Uh, I'm, I'm really, I've am really. i done enough research to, to know and, and be confident that this is not a fluke year for him. Uh, last year was a product of a lot of talented guys being in front of him. Uh, and I listened to a really, really clutch interview today. Uh, It was the director of scouting at the prospect network. And he said, this player had a top five interview he's ever heard in his life. And he's been doing this for like 20 years. So he's got character to boot. Um, I would take this guy top six. I would take this guy anywhere. I'm really comfortable with him. Um, And it's, it's a player I've really grown extremely uh, personally fond of. I thought that player was Seth Jarvis but uh, I like Quinn better than Seth Jarvis.
2: It's amazing that the Ottawa 67s have managed to produce two, I think, of the most outstanding characters.
0: Yes. Yes. Um,
2: I think that speaks a lot to their organization. Um, For Montreal, I went almost entirely with storyline here. This is a team that's been looking for a number one center, since Saku Koivu walked out the door. And I know a lot of people may disagree with me that Saku Koivu was the number one center, but since he walked out the door, they've been looking for their number one guy. And I think it's only fitting that a guy who, other than injuries, would have been a top 10 talent in this year's draft, who's a pure playmaker, who's French-Canadian, who's going to play for the Habs, uh, goes to them at pick number 16, which is why I have them taking Hendrix Lapierre,
0: at number 16 that. great great pick love it Nicholas you're on the clock
1: <laughs> another bombshell another bombshell with his delivery <laughs> love it
0: yeah that, I'd love Kay. that too
1: uh, so yeah this guy's still on my board somehow so that's that's why he's going uh, 16 Oh, (laughs) Uh, I I think, yeah, I I think too recently they've seen too many forwards succeed and they're slowly building their forward depth. And I think it's time to diversify a little. I know you have Romanov who's, who's ready to go, but I think they have like eight, like they need a got guys to step in after Weber is done. And like, I just think if you could lay a foundation and have your top two centers being uh, Suzuki and Kakanyemi, and then you could look at your top two D and go Gouli and Romanov. You're in such good hands, and that's why. Like I, I just I think he, Bergevin's learned that guys like uh, like um, Mete aren't going to cut it. Those undersized puck moving guys. I think he needs more. Heavier guys who can step in and be all around. They can they can walk the blue line and play on a power play too, but they can also yeah. defend. And I think Romanov and this guy fit that to a T. And I think mm. I think I think he just wants to diversify his assets. Like I, I, I just think they, they right now they have way more guys at forward, especially when we consider like Caulfield <laughs> too, and not enough depth at defense prospect wise, other than Romanov. And I I just see this guy still being available and Bergeron being like oh my god, like I, I gotta I gotta do this. So for me, uh, and it can go many other ways. Like it can definitely be Lapierre. I agree with I agree with Michael. If they want to go down that road, I agree with Kyle too. I could see Jack Quinn donning wow. a Habs uni- Habs uniform.
0: You agree? But
1: we agree. We agree. But uh, but th- yeah, I don't know. My gut my gut just says this guy. So it's more just me going with my gut.
0: Um, one more thing I forgot to mention on Quinn is that Montreal has a lot of like talented playmaking forwards. Um, if they add Caulfield and they add this guy, all of a sudden they become very, very deadly scoring wise because you've got two excellent scoring options. Um, and I can't believe Nick still has this player on his board. I seriously. That's not good. That's not good. Nick, this guy could go five. This guy could go four. No, not four. But seriously. We will see. you gotta I, you gotta
1: I mean,
0: You gotta look into this guy. He's I know so him very lovable. well. I, I, I like lovable. him, but
1: there's there's a lot of other good players in this draft. And, yeah, and a you, weird draft. you let's be, you t- you took Cooley you took Gooley ahead of him.
0: I did. Yeah, oh, fair. I guess so. But yeah, sure. As as, as I am. <laughs> yeah, I guess. God damn it! I know, but you can't. But you took Amirov ahead of him. If this guy is on because the board, because the Leafs are a fucking wild card, man. They're not they're a fucking they wild card. Dubis would not let this happen. He would man, he, not. Even
1: when San, even when Sandine was drafted, everyone was like, "Wait, what?"
0: Okay. All right. Fine. Fine. Blackhawks. Moving on. Are you guys ready for Chicago? Take it away. Uh, this guy's been out here a while. Dawson Mercer. I figure it's a good time to bring in a, a good, safe pick. Now, considering this guy is from Newfoundland, and he is uh, a really good guy, good, lovable chump, um, I'm actually really low on him com- compared to what my personal preferences would dictate. Um, I've seen him a couple times. I don't, I don't love uh, the skill set, but, uh, I mean, the numbers speak for themselves, and all the scouting reports seem to suggest that uh, that he can be a very solid jack-of-all-trades, master-of-none type of guy. Um, I see him as, like, a, an Eberly type, you know, um, a kind of a versatile player. I, I don't like – for whatever reason, whenever I watch him, the body just seems to be uh, – like even though he's got decent size on him on paper i i I don't know this the frame seems small to me but i like him i like him he's a good safe pick i think he's gonna slot in well for chicago
2: so could you just repeat who it was that you'd take if you're chicago
0: dawson mercer
2: okay just double checking yeah um Yeah, so I I actually also have Dawson Mercer being taken by Chicago. Uh,
0: Consensus!
2: Yes! I would love to be able to take a defenseman here if I was Chicago. Um, I think that they need to add to their prospects there, but I think that at 17, it's a bit of a reach, especially since I still have uh, quite a few solid forwards on the board at this point. Um, And so I have them taking Mercer, although I could see them trading back and taking a defenseman and picking up some more draft capital along the way. Uh, I think Mercer is going to be a very solid all-around player who can contribute in a year or two. um, And that at the end of the day, he fits really well with the Blackhawks, who I think have done an excellent job at picking up young, talented forwards who are undervalued from the teams that they were originally drafted by.
1: Mm. Well, much to Kyle's chagrin
2: Oh, look at that
1: Much to Kyle's dismay There is consensus three for three (laughs) That's pretty
0: (laughs) shocking Yeah That is very uh, shocking
1: This is just going like. There's a lot of sources saying Chicago really loves this guy Uh, And not to mention Jonathan Taves is an extremely high character guy And I think Taves would love this kid I, I think they'd get along real well Two Canadian lads. Um, I think he he kind of has that bigger, like just body. He he's like a Kirby Doc almost. I could see them really playing well together. Um, I just the guy the guy's just a fit for me. I don't have much else to say. Like he he kind of just high character. That's what Chicago looks for. Big frame. That's what they look for. And I could see Jonathan Taves giving given the head nod to this guy.
0: <clears throat> That's shocking that we have consensus. Really is. I am Finally. blown away. Blown away. Okay, moving on. Yeah.
2: I, when was the last time we had a consensus? Was that three.
0: like where all three of us connect? That was three? Yeah. Pretty amazing. Yep. <laughs> 18, Devils. Devils will pick their second first rounder here. Um, they went uh, – yeah, so the Devils, because they have so many first-rounders, I'm going to have them roll the dice on a high-risk, high-reward player. Jacob Perrault is going to be my player here. Uh, very raw, very skilled. I'd say one of the better shots in the draft and overall a very high ceiling. Um, He's got uh, NHL bloodlines, and uh, he, they can afford to swing in him because of how many picks they have. Little bit of uh, attitude slash character issues that I've picked up, but uh, hopefully some maturity can iron that out of him. But he could, he could very well turn into you know, one of the 10 better players of this draft if, if things roll his way. So, uh, again, raw skill, uh, he could also bust out, but there's, there's some reward there. So, Devils.
1: Sorry, who's this with the character issues?
0: Uh, Perot. Perot.
1: Okay.
2: Um, So, for the Devils, I'm going to go with a bit of a safer pick, uh, Dylan Holloway, for a lot of the reasons that um, Kyle talked about when he talked about the Leafs taking him at 15. I think Dylan Holloway provides a little bit more of a grittier approach to the game, which slots in well behind Hughes and Heesher. Um, I think he can play center or even slot onto the wing for the Devils. And I think uh, at the end of the day, you've already got your two-star players. Why not add a little bit of sandpaper?
0: They could really use him. Oh, here we go. This is such a joke.
1: <laughs> so they are laughing. The Devils <laughs> yes, are they're laughing, laughing at this pick. They, they got, oh, we got Sanderson at seven. We got the defenseman. And now we're gonna we're gonna get a score. We need a sniper, folks. We get, we got Hughes who's setting up guys. We got Heesher who's playing a two way game. Now we need our sniper. And that's why it's gonna be Jack Queen, a very safe pick, but a pick that they do need at number eighteen. So I, uh, I think I think this is where their plan comes into fruition. They're like at seven, we need one of the two D. We get him, great. Now there's a bunch full of forwards. We're going to get someone really good, whether it be Quinn, whether it be Holloway, whether it's Mercer, Jarvis. And I just think this is the way it un- uh, unfolds. And, and it's a, it's like a sniper. They need a sniper in, in Jersey. And I think this is the guy.
0: He will not be there. Okay. Uh, Flames, 19? Flames at 19. Flames! Okay, uh... <laughs> I'll give you know what the Flames need a safe pick in my mind. They they're, they're under a lot of fire and uh, they can't afford to fuck this up. So um, Rodion Amirov will make his deserved appearance at nineteen, not fifteen. Uh, Two hundred foot game, plug and play, good second liner in the making, great work ethic, and he's a battler. I will say no more. I will say no more. <laughs> Well, Write that down. If Nick. you
2: can't, <laughs> if you can't handle the heat, you know what they say: get out of the kitchen. But I think the <laughs> Flames can handle the heat, which is why they're going to bring in Jakob Perot. Ah. I think that he might have he might have some character issues, but slot him in with Giordano, with Kachuk, with a player like Monahan, and I think those issues will sort themselves right out. Uh, he's got the skill to be a great player in the league. And I think that if you put him on Calgary, he'll be surrounded with the right type of attitudes, which is why I have him going at 19 to Calgary. It's 19, right? Yeah, 19 to Calgary.
1: Who did you have, Carl?
2: He had Rodion Amirov.
1: Oh, yeah, of course. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'll go in a bit of a different direction here. Uh, I, I think, I think Calgary to me just speaks defenseman. And so I'll go, they already have one really stud Swedish defenseman. I think they're going to take another Swedish defenseman. And that's why I'm going, William Wallinder. uh, this to me, like I said, they need a D and when I looked at other D like after Schneider and after Gouli, I just saw like a list of like four guys and I was like, yeah, like, this, this guy seems reasonable. And I, and I just think they're partial towards Swedish defensemen. And I, I think they love Anderson. Like, I think that guy's untouchable in their organization. Like, you can't get him for anything right now. And uh, I, I think this guy, they'll just trust him. We need a safe Swedish defenseman. You know, they're all safe. You know, they all play the same way. And uh, I think Calgary goes defense. So I'm going Walender oh,
0: at 20. That sucks. Or 19. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just came back. I got a charger, and I guess, I, oh, another dud. <laughs> well, fuck, no, it's I'm Calgary. Kidding, what I'm do kidding. you expect? What do you expect? I know. That's why like I did a, a you off. you expect a dud pick. Come on, exactly, exactly. You're right. You're right. Okay, so uh, Devils at twenty. I've got a philosophy here. Um, when you're shooting for the stars, you keep shooting until you hit one. So with the 20 (laughs) pick, with the Devils, I had them picking Perot, uh, a high-risk, high-reward pick. Um, I got another one. I have another boomer bust. Noel Gundler at number 20. Mm. Um, One of the better shots of the draft. A little bit of character issue (laughs) murmurs out there, Uh, although he's very skilled. Could turn out to be one of the better scorers. Uh, He needs a smart center to make him work which they have, they've got Nico Heischer, they've got Jack Hughes. Uh, He'll find a home there, um, and I think that'll be a good fit. To me, he's like the Kaliev of this year. Uh, Good score, high pedigree, but uh, there's that character issues that bump him down.
2: Um, So I've got the Devils with a bit of a safer pick with Rodion Amirov. Yeah. just sort of well-rounded winger, can play all through the lineup and can play, um, can play with any one of the three centers that they'll have once they draft Holloway at, uh, at 18. So yeah, I've got them taking Amirov at number 20.
1: Well, hey, I, I, gotta, I gotta agree with what Kyle was saying. The whole philosophy, I mean, you have three first-round picks. You can afford to be a little risky and shoot for the stars with your latter one. And that's why I'm ultimately going with this man. Uh, I I, I think I yeah I mean if if any team's gonna take the risk and go with the concussion victim, it's gonna <laughs> be uh, New Jersey. And I, I think uh, for, from what I've heard, his stock's been rising recently. Like he, he's hit the rehab's been going well, and uh, I I just think, you know, I think that's enough to get him into the top twenty. And I think he's at the very end of the top 20. So it's a risky pick, but when you got three picks in the first round, this may as well be the team to take the risk instead of just one team that you only have your one pick and you can't afford to muck up. So, yeah, hey, I know New Jersey sucks and you won't be happy to see this, but...
0: I won't. I like this it, guy. I it could really definitely
1: do. happen with three picks in the first round. Like, I yeah. forgot they had three picks in the first round. I noticed, like, I was doing my list and I'm like, fuck,
0: they're crushing it.
1: Like I, I, hate Jack Hughes, but he's going to have a good supporting cast. <laughs> I
0: know. Yeah, this is not good. Whatever they well, do. Going back to. Here, go on.
2: Go, going back to the Sanderson pick too, though. A lot of my hesitation to take him higher comes from the fact that Jack Hughes sort of stepped out of the national development team and didn't perform to the expectations that people had for him. That's not to say he's not a good player, but the expectations were definitely higher mm-hmm. than than what he demonstrated, and I feel mm-hmm. like that might be the same case with Sanderson. Just to jump back a little in in our draft,
0: sure, yeah. sure. But uh, yeah. oh, where, where are we here? Twenty one. The Jackets.
1: Yeah, the final ten. I the final. Oh order. fuck!
0: Yeah, let let's uh, let's make a point to go a little quicker on these, right? Yeah. Yeah. We're we're getting a little long here. Well, it's um, the boring teams now, right? Exactly. Yeah. So, okay, Jackets at twenty one. I've got Connor Zari, uh, a very safe pick, a hardy player, like a warm bowl of broth on a winter's night. Uh, high <laughs> floor, low ceiling type of guy, proficient at everything, not uh, great at anything. Uh, well, that that's kind of a dick thing to say, but you know what I mean. Um, <laughs> has an edge to him. He'll fit right in in Columbus.
2: Um, I've got John Jason Paterka going to Columbus, uh, an offensively skilled player who can play a little bit in his own zone, but ultimately will thrive playing under Torts' system. And I think they need a scoring punch and that Paterka can, can add that as a player with that offensive skill.
1: All right. So we got Zari and Paterka. Is that right?
0: Yep. You don't have to pull up the image anymore, Nick why not because <laughs> we're we gotta we gotta wrap this up
1: but it adds a dramatic element does it not
0: yeah. if you think you can get it done without fucking around and wasting time then yes sure okay
1: fine i'll i'll, I'll step up my a game i'm multitasking here we got we got news from our hockey league I'm, I'm trying to juggle all this news hitting from all directions yeah okay i got them pulled up Again, much to Kyle's dismay, oh. agreement yet again.
0: Wow, that sucks. <laughs>
1: um, yeah, I, uh, I think I think they uh, they need a forward. That's that's for sure. They need they need something up there. You need a two-way hard worker like a Ryan O'Reilly type, and I think he fits the bill. And they don't have depth at center. Like they have Dubois, but as we saw in the playoffs, they don't really have much else. And I think this guy is a definition of a two-center. So uh, that's why I'm going with him to Colombo.
0: Okay, number 22, Rangers with their second first. Uh, We talked about the philosophy of shooting for the stars. And, uh, you know, if these guys have already won the lottery, what else can they get? Well, maybe they get Hendricks Lapierre. They stay in the great province of Quebec. Um, This is perfect for them. They're already going, like, this is just icing on the cake. Uh, if he works out, great. If not, they've already won the lottery. Uh, could be the steal of the draft. Craig Button had him at two before the year started. Wicked playmaker, controller of game flow, intelligent, good skater, top 10 talent, uh, injury risks we all know about. Um, and they need that help at center, big time. This is this is the answer that, that Michael was uh, – was, was referring to, I think this guy could be a great guy behind Zabanjad, So that's my guy.
2: Um, so I agree they need help at center, but my solution is Conor Zari, somebody who I think could learn from Jad and develop into a solid two-way player as well. Uh, you guys talked about how he can provide that scoring punch for Columbus, and I think he could do the same for the Rangers. So I've got him going at 22 to the Rangers.
1: Sorry, repeat that.
2: Uh, I've got Connor Zari going to the Rangers at 22. Somebody who can be have... a two way player, but also provide that scoring punch. Learn from Zabanjad got... and fit the need.
1: And Kyle's got Lapierre? Yeah. Yep. Okay. I got um, another risk reward kind of guy, Maverick Bork. Uh, like people, people question his two way game, people question his character. But uh, I think he's just that definition of a scorer, and he's a centerman. And the Rangers, we've talked about this, they need a centerman badly. That's why there were all the rumors about Byfield and trading down to get him instead of Laugh. Of course, those were short-lived. But if they don't get the center at one, which they won't, I think they have to address it at this. And when I looked at the centers left on my list here, I'm just like, this is probably the best guy available. So uh, for me, it's a no-brainer, and it's
0: uh,
1: maverick bork
0: it's happened a lot that nicks picked a guy and then i picked the guy right after so i got maverick bork going 23 to the flyers because he just can't fall any farther uh smart shifty uh a little smaller potentially criminally underrated i think this guy's actually a top five playmaker in this draft um he's going to make someone in the late rounds very very happy um and this is just a, a no-brainer. I think he'll probably be gone earlier than this, but uh, Flyers, if they get here, is it a real win?
2: Yeah, I don't I don't have the Flyers taking the center. I think they've got enough, enough depth at that position, and although Bork could be slotted into the wing, I think the natural choice becomes <clears throat> Lucas Reichel. Um, a smart, creative winger. needs to work on his defense a little bit, but at the end of the day, what Philly needs is that scoring touch. They've got... Couturier who play defense. They've got a team that has sort of locked itself in a little bit more defensively. They've got Carter Hart and net, So ultimately I think they need scoring touch and that uh, Lucas Reichel will provide that.
1: Nice. Nice. Very nice. Uh, man, I'm infatuated with this player. I, uh, I didn't even have him in a top 30 when we originally did our rankings, but this is a Nick player, man. This is he's very similar to like a Connor Zari. Um, I really like Ridley Gregg. And uh I think the only thing I have here is that his father is a scout for the Philadelphia Flyers. Oh, okay. So some inside nice. connection right. there, and that's why I'm going with him.
0: I could definitely see him going to the Flyers there. he's a the first pretty... round.
1: Like he's I think he's going in the first round based on everything I'm hearing. So if he's going anywhere, I I just see him going where his dad scouts.
0: Okay. Uh 24 Washington Capitals. Uh yeah, they they need pretty much everything prospect wise, so I'll just say Jan Mysak. Mishak. Yeah, Mishak. Uh safe pick 200 foot game. Um yada, yada, you know, the you know the drill. Just a uh, good good idea.
2: Yeah, uh so Washington definitely needs a little bit of everything. Um, I'm going way off the board with this one because I watched a YouTube video and his -hmm. name was brought up. And then I did some research and realized that he was scoring at a pace similar to what Kucherov did in the MHL in Russia. So I'm going with Dmitry Ryshevsky, who is an overager,
1: um,
2: undrafted. But I think that if you draft him, comes over from Russia and he plays with Ovechkin and Kuznetsov, uh, that he'll feel comfortable in Washington and could develop into a really solid goal scorer for that team.
1: Sorry, Neat. that's off the board. You're going to have to repeat that one.
2: <laughs> Dmitry Reshevsky. Wow. Yeah. All right. It's a huge reach, I think. I don't know. Yeah,
1: but I, li- I like the whole yeah. Russian angle.
0: Yeah. That's <laughs> um,
1: okay. I think Washington is more in need of defensemen. And that's why I'm going with Justin Barron.
0: Oh, this is uh,
1: th- This is just like, a, again, it's that group of defensemen who are like between 22 and 30, and he's just one of them. And uh, I just, he seems like that kind of guy that Washington needs. They just need a safe defenseman pick. And uh, for me, it's, it's Justin Barron. He's kind of just that next guy in line of that cohort of D, and I just have him fall in there.
0: Nice. Washington would do something like that, I think. Uh, 25. This is a good one. Colorado at 25. So I've saved a good pick for this. Uh, The perfect pick, I should say. Tyson Forster! (laughs) Uh, Maybe The 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 star of the OHL All-Star, or the CHL All-Star game. Yes. Maybe the best one-timer of the draft, question mark. Perhaps uh, a true weapon uh, of a shot. Not a great skater, although he's, he's working on it a lot during COVID. I've seen some videos of him improving uh, bomb of a shot, a little bit of a physical edge can carry play adequately. He's not going to make tons of plays, but he's a finisher. He, he's going to develop into a finisher. Um, he turns your power play two into a serious threat where it wasn't so much before. And he insulates your number two center with a goal scorer so they can be, you know, take some heat off that top line even further. Uh, he'd fit great next to a cadre. He'd fit great next to a, a new hook. Um, this is a, a really cool guy to get late in the first round for that, uh, that boom potential. Clapper!
2: Yeah, uh, so I've got the abs taking Ridley Gregg. Um, I think... For a small player with a high motor, he's uh, got the skills to back it up, that going to the Avs and playing with a team that's got that speed and skill that not only could he add a lot to the team, but he could also learn quite a bit from McKinnon and Kadri and uh, just slot in with the rest of the team and maybe help push them over the top in a
0: year or two.
1: Uh, repeat yours for me, Kyle. Uh,
0: Tyson Forrester. Oh, yeah.
1: Uh okay, Colorado. They need a good old power forward. That's why they're going with this kid. Oh my god! <laughs> Brendan Brisson is somehow going to end up going in the first round because his dad is a top agent in the NHL. Oh my god! And that's all I'm going to say.
0: I do these, not these... want this.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm sure you don't, but like, I'm, I'm just saying like, these things have a way of going like this. Like, hey, I'm getting my, I'm getting my kid to go in the first round. I'm going to make some phone calls to Joe Sackick. And uh, they're going to they're gonna draft this power forward called Brendan Bresson.
0: That man has no sway with Joe Sackick. Okay. And Patty Bresson, that's a powerful you- man. You don't cross that man. Do you want to know a really fun stat that I love? Is is Colorado has among the lowest percentage of American players on their team in the entire NHL? Nice. They've got like one Eric Johnson. That's it. Okay, I didn't know that. But that's and that's I love stat. that. That's great. So they're not taking this guy, but okay. Yeah, he he's more like a Blues kind of guy. <laughs> okay. Okay, to the Blues. The Blues. A 26 will take Ryan O'Rourke because in my mind he's the best D-man left and they will need him because Petro is gone. That's all I have to say. <laughs>
2: um, along the same lines, I picked a defenseman to replace Petrangelo, uh, although I went with William Wollendek. Um, Still available on my board I think he's got the size He's got the skill He's got the skating And Although it might take him A couple years To get to the league That He's going to be A really solid player So I've got the Blues Taking Walinder At 26
1: Here we go All right Yet again Kyle's stealing all my picks Nice Uh, I, I got Rhino work one of the Blues Again kind of that last cohort of defensemen left From what I hear about him High hockey sense, high hockey IQ Good stay at home D Seems like something they need With the departure of their star And guys like Jake Wallman Not coming into fruition <laughs> So, uh, so I, I, think, I think they reload at D You look at their forward, like As a Blues fan I see their forwards And I'm like I got Robert Thomas I got Jordan Kyrou I don't need another like undersized forward who's like, speedy. I don't need that. I, I, need, a, I need a defenseman. And so I, I see O'Rourke moving to St. Louis, so, so that's my pick at that park point.
0: <clears throat> uh, Ducks, 27. Uh, I had him take Raymond earlier, so I'll have him take the defenseman, uh, William Wallender at 27. Uh, just to get that full effect with all the reasons that Michael stated. <laughs>
2: um, yeah, so for Anaheim, I took Holtz earlier, and uh, I think they still need a bit more offensive punch, so I have them taking Ozzy Weisblatt, um, who could slot in as a playmaker down the line to complement Holtz or just be a complementary piece a little bit. Further down
1: the lineup, Wow, <laughs> okay, we are just flying through this. Good uh, okay, Anaheim, they need a sniper, which is why they're going with Yaka Pro. uh to me, yeah, I mean i I talked about it. so you already have kind of that elite setup man. In uh, in 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 the guy they got last year, again my mind's just destroyed right now. Uh, and they already have. Uh, they're going to get their defenseman with their sixth pick. They're going to have Drysdale. So you guys were saying, okay, well they need a finisher on the forward front. Well, this is their finisher at the forward front. And again, if you're like Kyle said, if you're taking chances in the first round, you may as well be a team who has multiple first round picks. So I think this is uh, this is the chance they take. It's kind of a guy who fits her what they need. And so Jakob Perot is off to sunny Anaheim, California. Who did you have? So Kyle had Willinder. Who did you have, Mike?
2: I had Blatt. Nice. Bang, bang. Bang. Yeah.
0: Wiseblatt. Senators with their third and final first rounder at 28 will take Tristan Robbins. Um, Whoa. Yes, yes. Whoa. Yes. Bronman.
1: Yes, yes, yeah. didn't have him. Don't until fourth round though.
0: <laughs> Fucking Prawnman's an idiot. This, this is a draft dynasty special. Uh, he said this guy's a hidden gem. I, I scouted him a little bit. Um, he's got sneaky good upside. His numbers would suggest he's right up there with the other first round talent. Um, many would argue he's up there in skill with a guy like Zari. Uh, He could turn into, I see him as a Kyle Turris type of player. And why not? It's their third fucking first rounder.
2: Nice. Um, I've got Ottawa taking a defenseman with their third first rounder, and I have them taking Justin uh, Barron. I think they're looking for somebody who can possibly play with Shabbat, and Barron is a right-shot defenseman, recently named captain of the Halifax Mooseheads. Um, which means that he shows dedication to the game. He can be a leader in the locker room, and I think uh, you slot him in beside Shabbat and uh, hope that there are some sparks.
1: Wow. Okay. So Robbins and Baron heading to Ottawa.
0: <clears throat> um, okay. What do you got for us?
1: I have Jan Misak. Um yeah, I I think again Ottawa for me they didn't I mean they got Byfield as their center, they got Raymond as their skilled winger and then I think okay, well let's let's just add to that center depth with our ladder first round pick. And this guy, he's got a pretty high ceiling like I like watching him play. He's he's a funner. He's one of the funner guys to watch. And I've seen him in some lists as high as like 13 overall. And he's from Hamilton. I mean, he played on Hamilton right in their backyard. So I I think there's a bit of a local connection there too. Um, So yeah, I think, uh, I I think this is where he lands. I think he'll be in the first round and I kind of just plucked him in here. So they need help at center. They're going to keep doing that at their 28th pick.
0: Twenty-nine Vegas Golden Knights. This fits perfectly. Ridley Grgic. Why? Yes. Because he's tenace, tenacity, feisty, and perhaps the best chirps in the draft. And really? From what I learned, yes. From what I learned on this uh, playoffs is that Vegas is a bunch of dicks who likes to chirp, and uh, that's why I have Grgic going to them.
1: This is awesome. <laughs> I'm gonna get a rid- man. Vegas is just—they're owning the draft, man. They're owning this between who they who they who they pick last year.
0: Uh
1: the guy who hurt himself—he was all squabbling. He oh, was like, uh,
0: yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, I fucking love that guy. And so if they if they get Ridley Greg too, like, game. I know, yeah, I know who it is. But. He played for like Manitoba or something. Yeah, Um, but yeah, like man, if they add like a Ridley Greg on top of that, I love, I'm loving this, this the managing they're doing. Peyton Krebs, (laughs) Peyton Krebs, he's gonna be a star. I don't know. (laughs) Who you got, Mike?
2: Um, Right, Vegas. Uh, So the way I looked at it is they just gave up a bona fide defensive prospect in Brandstrom to bring in Mark Stone. Um, and they're still, I think they could still use some help on D. So I have them taking Hellgate Grand at, uh, at 29. Um, he's just a smooth skating defenseman who provides a defensive prospect in the system for them. Um, and his draft stock has really been shooting up over the last mm-hmm. little bit. So I think he rides this momentum into a spot with Vegas at
1: 29. So more defense help for Vegas, eh? Yep. As if they, I, I thought they had enough at this point, but I guess you can never have enough defensemen.
2: Wrong. I'm not, yeah, I'm not entirely sold on it,
1: but. I got Tyson oh, yeah. Forrester. Oh. Um, I, I, yeah, I think he's going somewhere in the first round, especially after the performance he put on live in front of Kyle's eyes at the CHL top prospect game. And, uh, I don't know. He kind of just seems like a, uh, two way guy doesn't do anything really remarkably kind of an all around guy. And, uh, yeah, this, this just seems like a kind of pick they would make. So kind of a Jack of all trades kind of guy. I don't see him coming out of the first round, so I had to slot him in somewhere. So I kind of just threw him in there.
0: Yes. Yes. Good pick. That's a wealthy pick. Uh, mm-hmm. Dallas Stars, 30. These damn stars, eh? So I kind of looked at what, what blueprint got them to the finals. Um, heart, soul, proficiency, buy into the system, character. Ozzy Weisblatt, for me, uh, has those things. So uh, that's where I'll go. That's where I'll go. Uh,
2: I took a similar approach. I took a look at their team and sort of looked at what worked for them and what they needed. And I think they're getting to a point where uh, a lot of their star players are getting older and they need to replace them with good professionals and um, people who are going to be good in the system. And I think Luke Evangelista coming from the London Knights fits that mold. The London Knights continuously produce good professional players, people who uh, know what it takes to succeed at the NHL level. And I think Evangelista is going to be a good fit for the Dallas stars.
1: Okay. What's this guy's name? John J. Paterka? J. Yes. J. Paterka? Uh,
2: J. J. Paterka. Yeah.
1: I'll just call him J. J. I think, uh, yeah, I read something about Dallas, how they're really in love with, uh, what are they called? Uh, like European players, European scouting very strong there. We've seen that with uh, what's his face, um, Heiskanen and Klingberg. They just love those Euro players. And uh, I think one of the one of these other Germans goes somewhere in the first round. I don't know where, but I think they go somewhere. And I kind of just slotted him in here. I'm like, there's no way Stutzel is the only German going in this first round, especially with all the hype coming out of the. The D-E-L, the Dell. So, uh, yeah, I'm
0: going with J.J. Paterka. (laughs)
2: J.J. Paterka.
0: Here we go. Sharks, 31. Kind of a shitty team. Last but not least. They are least. They're They're the least desirable management perspective team on the fucking face of the earth. Oh, Kyle. And just... Just for Nick, just for Nick, I'm gonna give him a <laughs> special draft. <laughs> Above all else, Zade
1: wisdom. Whoa! Wow! You're so you're such an idiot.
0: I know. <laughs> this was simply for Nick because his okay. team needs this guy. That's it. <laughs> That's good. Such a good player.
2: Love it! It was great to yeah. see him in person in Kingston too.
0: Yeah. For the record,
1: it, yeah. it sounds like he's, he's going to be going in the third round, so that'll be fun to watch. Nice. No, he's going
0: at 31. Nice. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so,
2: at 31 for me, I have Maverick Bork. Um, oh,
0: wow. That's I think, rich.
2: Yeah, I think uh, the Sharks are in for a weird next few years, and I think that as they come out of it in a few years, that Bork will be ready to make the jump to the NHL. Currently, he's got to work a little bit on all parts of his game, but he's got the underlying talent and the potential to become a really good player. And I think that the Sharks, the Sharks aren't going to pass up on the opportunity to take a center like Bork at 31.
1: Sorry, define weird. They got some weird years coming up, I don't, I don't quite follow you.
2: Just the amount of cap space that they have invested into defenders who are in their 30s and getting older. Uh, On top of that, Couture and Kane, who I think are better served as complementary pieces than pieces to carry a team. So when I say a weird next few years, I just mean I think they are going to have to redefine their identity because I think they had Pavelski for a while there. They had Joe Thornton. Mm -hmm. Joe Thornton might stick around for another year or two, but he's going to be out of there. Um, And so they're going to have to find themselves
0: they got to find themselves, eh?
2: I think plus, so, yeah.
0: Plus, Logan Couture has questionable political views.
2: <laughs> and they just lost their head coach. What are you
1: talking about? They got Bobby Bugner, the boogeyman.
2: <laughs> yeah, <right.
1: laughs> He's the same co- head coach they had last year. He's sticking around. I mean, uh, okay. Pete DeBoer. Oh, you're talking about DeBoer.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay.
2: I, like, don't Finally. get me wrong. I don't think... I don't think they're going to fail. I just think that they could be worst team in the league or they could make it to the second or third round Man, of the playoffs. Like, it's just going to be me, weird.
1: I'll just be honest. Like I, I think the future is so grim. Like, they, <laughs> they, need, they need Shane Wright real bad. Maybe, no, you're uh, not.
0: No way. I'll, I'll, be, I'll be first in <laughs> line for that jersey if it happens. No, 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 no. Yeah. No way are they like, going. Yeah, you're, no.
1: you're right. Like with the cap space, with the lack. Of, like look at their prospects. Like it's actually sad. It's um, so sad. I digress. Noel Gunler will be the 31st overall pick. Um, two years ago, the Sharks made a questionable pick, and they took Ryan Merkley. Um, he was he was touted for his high risk, high reward kind of deal, low character. But, uh, man, he had some skill. And this kind of guy fits the same bill. I feel like Dougie Wilson is kind of known for making these kind of moves. Like, I don't really care about your character. I'm going with the upside, the potential. And this is kind of that guy. Like, they question his work ethic. They question his compete. But I think they look at the upside and they need scoring. They have no prospects up front. Um, and, and, And this is the guy. They're like, you know what? We don't know what we're going to get, but if he clicks, this could be, like, a top 10 player in the draft. So, um, yeah, that's what they're going to go with. And and I it just fits their MO, the high-risk, high-reward kind of deal. So, Noel Gundler will go to San Jose.
0: Shmonte. We done? Yeah, I swear, Don. So you guys
2: want to go rounds two through seven? Ha,
0: ha, ha. Tell you what, Pulling let's skip to three. Sure. Skip to round three, and we'll call it after round three. Wisdom, <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: uh-huh.
2: every pack in round three.
1: Yes. Yeah, man. I'll, I can't wait. Like that whole second day, I'll be waiting just to see where Wisdom's going. Him, him, and that Tristan Robbins guy. Because that podcast you sent me, Kyle. That guy would not shut up about him. He would not shut up about how good Tristan
0: Robbins was. Which podcast? Uh... The the, the oh, oil knight. Oh, the oil knight. Yes. yes. He would not
1: yeah. shut up. He was sucking him off at nauseum. <laughs> he had him crazy. at like
0: seventeen.
1: Oh yeah. Even even uh, yeah, you're right. Draft Dynasty had him high too. Yeah. So yeah, gym. him and wisdom. Hit mm-hmm. Robbins and Wisdom will be the two guys I look out for. Um but yeah, other than that, um Michael, just so you know, do not, during the draft, do not message me or Kyle. It's likely we're going to be having to watch the following day because we have our season opener for hockey at the same time.
2: Okay, sounds Um, good.
0: I'll just be drinking...
2: Go on. I'll just be drinking it away as I watch uh, you guys run away with the correct picks as I um, just keep putting an X next to each one of mine.
1: I, I just love the disagreement here. Like it's it's going to be interesting. Um, and, and Kyle, some good news. Our game is actually at nine forty five.
0: So Holy there's a chance shit. there's a
1: chance we could actually watch like the first two hours like live.
0: We can watch that, the main meat of it.
1: Yeah, and and let's be honest. Like after the Edmonton, Mon- Toronto, Montreal, it kind of cares dips. exactly. So we could probably watch those first sixteen picks live, which is which okay, which will be nice. Yeah, we'll do that. So uh, yeah, so there you have it. You have our picks. We'll see who wins the beer challenge, and uh, I'm sure our audience will be keeping tabs and keeping score at home too. So, with all that said, we hope you enjoy the NHL draft as much as we will. It's going to be weird as fuck. Where where will these guys be doing it from? You know what what antics are going to be happening at home? We don't know. Like, it's going to be fucking weird, isn't it, Kyle?
0: Yeah, I can't wait to see some of the awkward family interactions. You yeah, know? This, this is going to be weird. Like, are we going to get hugs or high fives or fist bumps, mm-hmm. and no one's going to know?
1: Yeah, it's going to be really weird.
0: My question uh, is this. Wh- who's the first guy to give a fist bump to a high five or vice versa? My <laughs> field. I feel like yeah. that. yes yes absolutely <laughs> and that's all I have to say Nick yeah that's all we got to say
1: okay well until next time uh, next episode yeah it'll be the, the season finale the live react so please tune in for that you'll get to hear all of Kyle's crazy antics as the draft unfolds before his childish eyes <laughs> um, so uh, yeah Well, well, we hope you tune in then. And until next time, it's been a pleasure to serve you.